0: It's like a pizza crunch without the butter. Yeah, and Daniel Collins, thank you for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, mate. Thank you. How are you feeling today, mate? You looking good?
1: Hi, not bad, not bad. Just um, obviously fought two weeks ago, uh, stepped in the scales for the first time this morning, so. What are you weighing <laughs> much? Have you put on? From stepping in the ring to the now, I've only put on three kilo to be fair, which is very unusual for me. Three kilo? So I so you're not there. bad.
0: <laughs> I remember watching your stories. <laughs> and uh, i seen you, honest, because when you told me about coming on the podcast, like, listen, I've got a fight coming up, can I date it after it? And I uh, your diet and that. Obviously, I've had a few po- uh, fighters on quite recently and they say diet is the number one fucking thing. It's the weight cut. Nice. And I remember seeing you posting your story after telling that and it was like a, it wasn't, it was like an omelette. It was like an omelette and it, was, it looked as if it had fuck all in it. It was <laughs> looked as if you made it like it would be three eggs, no butter, no milk, nothing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man, that would not touch the sides. And then, after your fight, I noticed think you went to the burger shack, was it? Uh, and shake, you got shake, two burgers, two fries. Was that all yours,
1: I take it? Aye. But how did you feel after that scram? Terrible, to be fair. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it's good, man. It's good. Uh, it's it's the hardest part, it's the dieting. So, um, Like you said, the, the eggs are playing, the chicken's playing. Oh, so <laughs> can we put any seasoning on a chicken? Uh, depends, like the week before the all the seasoning goes, you need to get rid of your salt and stuff to, ah, so you're so not holding water ah, so and no stuff like that. that. So it just gets a bit depressing in the last week, you know, and the Shake Shack, you go down and you're like, Alright, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to eat that, I'm going to eat this, and then you get in through, start the first burger and you're like, nah, I'm fucked. <laughs> I, I appear there's a number
0: on you because your stomach shriveled up that much, but I suppose that complements the flavour of victory. As well as if you're looking at somebody, imagine you fucking get, no you, but I'm just thinking as a fighter, like if you go into like the burger Shack or something, you've just been fucking lettered for it. <laughs> your jaw's kicking you hard. Mate, I was sparring. I've got a fight in two weeks. Uh, the 16th of September's, get your tickets now. And, uh, I was sparring yesterday, mate. Last week I went in and I was, I, full two, I patched it for two weeks. I, I was no well and that way I felt run down. And I just let it get the better of me and I never went in. So the first session back, first gym session back, the night before I went to Beijing banquet, and I fucking I got my money's worth two <laughs> plates. I, I literally thought of a plate. My pal was that, like, ah, "Mate, you're meant to take turns." I was walking back and couldn't see a wee consoling like, comment. <laughs> no, 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 that, two plates, two desserts, like shit. No, I mean it was brilliant, man. But I'm like, ah, if I ate that in the house or if I ordered that for someone, I'd feel like a scumbag, cause it's a boofy, I feel alright. Therefore, So I went into the gym the next day, and I get pieced up, man, you actually to see my lip, it was like a big sausage, I don't know if you've seen it my story, and eh, uh, oh, I get the fucking head punch is, but I went in yesterday, and eh, uh, I, I performed a lot better, obviously, people gave me, like, tips and all that kind of thing, and I followed the advice and that kind of thing, but what I know, I get my nose burst open last week, right, and I go to fucking burst one of the first digs, I took two good digs yesterday, and one of the first ones I took, it was in the nose, and it burst my nose open. And I don't know about you, I said this to somebody else, and they've never had that before. See, that way, my nose feels all right, but see, when I touch it, I feels if my teeth are gonna fall. Out. You ever hit that, aye? aye. So as I say that, <laughs> I was like, I feel as if I blow my nose, my teeth are gonna fly. Out. Is that a normal? Have you heard that? Uh,
1: before? May I used to? I've had my nose cauterized like four times. See you when heard I it what? cauterized like four times, it's when they like burn up the blood vessels in your nose so it stops bleeding. Oh, but is that like an operation? It's like I don't know if they do it anymore, but they just you go into the hospital. They stick my I don't even know what it is. Just shut up your nose on fucking cotton buds, <laughs> and it just burns inside your nose. So it stops it bleeding. Is that I, a thing? I, I don't even know. I, that's a thing. Aye, I, I need mate. I needed it. I used to wake up and I'd just look down in my whole bed, and everything would be covered in blood, and just nose nosebleeds through the night. If I got too hot, nosebleeds, just mental.
0: But was that before boxing? Aye, before, always, Also, oh, always been, a thing. You know, always so, so did you get but that get before g- you became a fighter? No, then oh. I became a
1: fighter and I couldn't breathe when I was sparring because I had that much blood coming at me.
0: Right, ah,
1: fuck's sake. That's mental, I wonder
0: if... Because I was watching that... Because uh, I know you were at it while well, uh, I lemoned in uh, the Ricky Burns fight the other night and I noticed his nose was fucking gushing, I know. Uh, well, really badly, like near the kind of end of the fight and then as you say that, I'm like, I wonder... How that's no what are a, a kind of institution in boxing. If Aye. it's a thing, whether I'm if you've got to the hospital to do it, would they would they do that procedure and somebody I'm a boxer, just, what, I just want to stop nosebleeds or not? I'm talking about with the It
1: should be a thing. I I had to I used to have to lie because I got it done once, I stopped it for ages, it never thinged again. And I'd started boxing by that time, and I used to have to go in and say, Oh, I've still just wake up and I've got nosebleeds and that because right. I tried to get it done. And I'd say, oh, I got it hot through boxing, and they were like, nah.
0: <laughs> ah, right, I see. So maybe that's why you kind of need to be clever about it, I nah, suppose. I... Right, I see, I see. So does it? Do you ever get nosebleeds to this day?
1: I still get nosebleeds, not as bad as I used to, anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I guess because I'm a wee bit better than I used to be, <laughs> <laughs> taking less
0: punches. I'll definitely you do it. So you can take us back to the start.
1: Obviously, you come
0: for Hamilton originally. What can you tell us? What the circumstances are that leads a boy for Hamilton into boxing?
1: Um, so. I, I just my my big cousin Ryan Collins, he was a boxer. He boxed um, amateur, and we went to see him one day boxing in the British Championships, and he won it. And I never cared about sport at all. Like I'm a, I'm a wee bit weird, though. Like, I just used to run about and climb trees, and uh, no an no day, and I like no day, anything really. Like I didn't like football that much. I played it because I like to run about, and I just played the Xbox really. So. Mm. Mum and Dad were trying to get me into something. So we went and seen Ryan. He, it, was. I was like, well, that's all right. Went down to the boxing club. When I got to the boxing club, I was like, yeah, this is all right. It's nothing, nothing major. Get my first spar. And after my first spar, I actually got my nose burst. And I was like, this is class. Like, I don't know why I thought it was class, but it was just like, this is class. I just enjoyed the wee rush about it and like try to dodge getting hit and stuff. And after right. that, I just started watching boxing on YouTube, highlight videos, everything, and I was, like, pure hooked on it, so, and then for there on, I was just boxing mad, and I, I just progressed for there. Really? That's interesting. So, you say for your first
0: bar, what was it about it? But was it, as it say, was it getting? in, because I know for me, like, getting into the first bar, you've kind of felt with the nerves and that kind of thing, and it is that kind of fuck you. I do, this anticipation. Then when you get in, it's like, right, I'm in the firing line now. Aye. I kind of need to swing I back. I do something. It's <laughs> the rush of that. So I suppose, had you never really experienced anything like that before? Let's see, like, before like, boxing, had you been in much fights or that kind nah, of thing?
1: No, no, no. Had you ever been in a fight before that? Nah,
0: Never been in a fight, so your first fight was actually in a boxing Aye, ring? Aye, like, in a
1: boxing ring, and I never, because I was always, not quiet, but I was just like the Joker, so I I got on with everybody. <laughs> I never, I was annoying in school. I was a, like one of the wee pests, but in the funny way. So it was never like I was never fighting people. I was never bothered about it. And I was tiny, like honestly, I was tiny in school. So nobody <laughs> ever wanted to, like, I was just a liberty. Like, so, <laughs> um, How times have changed. <laughs> I, and then, mate, even now, like, I'm dead. If anybody was trying to fight me or whatever, I'd just walk away because uh-huh. I just, I just, I don't like fighting that much. I love boxing. I love fighting in the ring, but I just, like, confrontation's no my thing at all. I just like everything to be nice and easy and breezy. So uh, I quite laid back. I it was always like that, so I just never had thought. So when I went to boxing I'd never done anything even adrenaline rush kind of thing, so I was just pretty I don't know, just chilling. I uh,
0: quite mellow in that uh, because uh, as you say, like being an adventurer is a way and you're kinda climbing you're like seeing the world or the world around you. It's there's no much danger in that. I suppose Hamilton can be quite fucking mental, but <laughs> I suppose you stay away from that. But when you're in a controlled environment, you can experience that rush where something's coming at you. There is an, an element of danger, whereas it might not be as dangerous as running in front of a fucking bus, depending on who you're fighting. <laughs> but it's there's that element of danger. It's controlled
1: danger where you uh, can go
0: at you. um well, I'm, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. I'm talking. Uh, it
1: was like, I mean, I'm trying to hink back my... Most of my family were in the army, so we always done, like, rock climbing, skiing, just standard, like, ugh, my, I get motorbikes when I was young as well, so I did do, like, stuff along those lines, but I, to me, I never thought about it, like, oh, this is a rush, this is just, it was just standard for when you I know. was young, so, uh-huh. when I get to boxing, and I felt that again, I was like, oh, this is like that type
0: thing. Right, I see, see, you see your uh, your family, a lot of them were in the army and that kind of thing, was that installed on you for like a childhood, that kind of regimented lifestyle and that, was that ever forced upon you?
1: Nah, because my mum's proper anti, <laughs> anti-establishment, anti-army, like, is she, uh, is? she's like...
0: So which side of the family are in the army? Or
1: the so hard brothers and sisters are all, my aunties and uncles were all in the army, my papa was in the army, so they're pretty like... On it, aye, uh, pretty straight. Aye, whereas my mum was polar opposite. Like left house at sixteen, went and just done her own thing and right, stuff. so, I see, I see, I see. Um, I was, it was. She was mega different. She was a lot of like, follow your own path, whatever you feel, whatever you wanted to. Do. Like she was always like, you can be an. A- oh, I always used to want to be an astronaut. She was like, you could be an astronaut. You could be a zoologist. You, you could do that. You could do that. So I had pure big things in my head. So, um. But the army side, on that side, I got to experience everything, so they all lived in army bases for, for years, so it was like, go down there, go and do um, whatever you would do. My uncle would take me to do all the drills and stuff, and um, it was good. It was a wee balance of both worlds, so...
0: Well, that's quite interesting you see that, because you see that balance, because in on one side you've got the kind of regimented fitness style of things, where they take you doing and they take you rock climbing and that kind of stuff, and uh, whereas... As you say we are mum, she encourage you to believe in yourself, you can do it. See the
1: combination of the two, do you think that's what's got you to where you are? Definitely, definitely. I had a bit more of a mindset or a stronger mindset from early. And then that partnered with meeting Joe Senior, uh-huh. um, who's my coach for anybody that doesn't know. He had a proper, like, hardened You're the man type of like fuck everybody thing. I partnered with the already like you can do anything you want, you can do anything, believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. So I was always that without the like wee bit of spite or wee bit of like actual belief in it. And mm-hmm. then the both of them kind of worlds coming together just made me like, Pfft. you can do it. Go you go, go the of poof of the day. <laughs> that's it, I'm here rocking it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: here with the belts, man, here with the belts. So see if we can go back, you talk about like your first sparring
1: session, that's when it gives you the rush, like, I want to do this. Where did it go for there? Uh, So that that there was at Hamilton Boxing Club and it was just 10 minutes from my house. I used to walk down, do my stuff. And um, I'd been there for a few months and then I had no words of fighting, no words of nothing. Um, And some of the main guys had left and went and started their own clubs. So I was like, right, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I know I want to fight. Um, And a few people for school at the time were at uh, View Park in Uddingston Mm -hmm. or just behind Uddingston. Um, And uh, I was like, Right, I know, I, I know View Park's a good club, I know I want to go up there, I know I want to see what other people are doing, because at the time it was always like a kind of keep-footer thing in my boxing with maybe two people that had actually boxed, so yeah. it was never going anywhere, it was never going to go anywhere, so I said to my dad, I want to go to View Park, my mum and dad both worked full-time jobs, so they were like, I can't get you to View Park type thing, so I don't know what you want me to so I ended up, used to have to walk down to the bottom of Hamilton, get a bus up to Huddingston I bus up to View Park and um, I just joined View Park for there, it was a quid a night, uh, Mick Murphy and Lawrence Murphy. Lawrence Murphy had won some former regular world title at the time, so I went there and the training was totally different. Big massive gym. They used to drill feet work drills for the the start of the night and then you'd go in and honestly there was about twenty boys all lined up for sparring you'd just go it was free for all. Go in. You'd maybe do a minute three minute rounds but you do a minute with a fresh person every minute and just everybody yeah. was battling each other but they were all champions at youth level and stuff so it was like i knew that's where i wanted to be and i loved it there it was one of my favorite gyms actually like growing up um and then my mum and dad just we'd been in hamilton for a while and it was just a bit mad and they were like listen we my dad grew up in Springburn, mountain and all that and my mum would up in cumbernauld so they were like we have always wanted you to go get a good education." don't be involved with all the bullshit that comes uh-huh. with being for Glasgow or Hamilton or whatever and just go and do your thing and have the best start in life as you can get and um, they moved into the West End and then we moved into Bears Den so that took me out of View Park yeah, and then I, I had to go and find a new club so uh, that took a wee while as well settling into Bears Den, getting a new club ended up over here at Bell Houston mm-hmm. and then out right in the homeland that's it <laughs> and then just kind of took off from there, started fighting, started finding my feet again and then at that point I was getting matched up with like Scottish champions, three times British champions, blah 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 and I'd had like two fights, you know, and which for now I'm grateful for because it put me in right early and let me see where I was at um, and then I met Joe and then for there it was just all systems go.
0: <laughs> so can I ask you when the you see, you went to view park and uh, the boys that you were uh, training alongside, they were of a, a higher level. See, when you went in, were you a natural talent? Did you go in naturally gifted? or did you go in and get your ass kicked nah, until you eventually got good? Oh, it was terrible. I was terrible. terrible. You're I
1: was really terrible. I was terrible. I terrible. Um, I think I started. I'm, despite what everybody would think about boxers, like, I'm very clever, and I've always been switched on with taking stuff in, learning, I'm not a sponge, so, Right. I used to go to boxing, I'd go home, and then I'd watch, hours of a highlight videos. this, that, and the next thing, and try and pick up different styles, my problem was, I used to go home and watch Nassim Muhammad. with his hand down doing all that, <laughs> so, I'd ads, start, uh, that? so I'd turn up to the boxing, and start, so I'd turn up to boxing, honestly, and start trying that stuff, and then they were trying to, get me like, no, this, this is what you should be doing, so I started getting quickly better, at View Park from, I was only there for a few months, um, but I I used to just take pasting after pasting. And, but I still know the boys for View Partner now, and it's mental, because when I see them, they, they're all like, I can't believe you're where you are. And all, every one of them's chucked it, you know? so Which right. is a shame, because they were quality boxers. Uh-huh. But that's interesting, that. It's funny, see, when uh, you talk
0: about like watching Nazi Hamid videos, i done like, I've done boxing for like a year when I was like 15, I trained at the Palace of Art, so you just in Bellhurst Park, that was Chris McAdams' club. And uh, I think they've moved up to that Hill now. But I trained there and uh I was the I used to watch videos of Mike Tyson and boxing CD where you did a duck and weave, because so, Mike Tyson a got heavyweight. <laughs> he was he was trained to duck under Aye. the heavyweights uh, punch. But I was taller, I was really tall, I was probably about no far off this height when I was like fifteen. So uh they were encouraging me to use my reach, but I wouldn't listen to them. I'd be getting in and trying to duck, so I'm ducking to cunts that are smaller than me and getting and ear ear punches. Exactly. And they were just, I think at one point they just get up because I just wasn't listening and uh, I eventually chucked, I was like, fuck this, this has gone nowhere. Just pure ego as if like, I knew better. Aye. I knew, I was 15 and I knew better than these cunts that probably did in this other life. But so, would you say you put that down to the fact that you were a good student, you weren't naturally talented, but the fact you were a good student, you were able to
1: learn and you were willing to learn is like the reason for your success as such. For sure. It was like, goes back to the thing like I was always timid. So, and I was always like, I don't know what it was. It was definitely like through my upbringing and stuff, but if an adult was speaking to me, I would never talk over them or I was just like, okay, an adult speaking, listen type thing. So, Uh and because I was always that respectful way, whatever somebody was saying to me, I was taking it in. Um, that partnered with, I loved boxing, mm-hmm. I liked it after that, after I'd had my initial thing, I started loving it, so at that point it was like all systems go, whereas if I went to school, I'd still listen if an adult was talking, but then it was like, okay, cool, whatever, no take it in as much, and so it was just one of the ones that you're tuned into what you like, into. Ah, it? Uh, it just became that kind of laser focus thing, once you kind
0: of found, like, right, this is what I'm into now, everything else just kind of ceased aye, to matter, aye. as such. See, at what point did you realise? Listen, I want to make a go of this. When, because as you see, you were getting in and getting battered for the first
1: part. That's enough to put most people off. What was what kept bringing you back? Um, just the want to make something of myself and be something. And um, like I said, I'd seen Ryan, um, my big cousin. He'd went pro. Uh, he'd been doing well. and I was like, I know it's possible, and if you ever watch this Ryan I'm sorry, but I knew I was better than him, right. like I knew already like style wise for watching Ryan like, he had a major heart, major strength, but limited ability, whereas I knew I had all the ability and it was just working on it, um, so when I went to Joe, he he was the the kind of, opened the door, He was, that was the key to open the door of, right, now I can make you something. Mm. and what What was it he done that was so different from what he'd learned before Um. it was just his attitude rather than when I went to clubs before it was all about like oh like all the kids would come in and it was like, like kids yous are doing this and blah, blah blah and it was all friendly and blah 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 whereas Joe's very like I'm not going to waste my time unless I know you're in it type thing so right. um, you would turn up this is how I knew I would turn up, Joe Jr., with he's doing, months on end, on end, on end, and I'd always come back, and then because he seen that, it was like, right, this kid's gonna do something, so then there was a lot of effort and time put into me, but it was always, I got to a stage where it was like a, still the adult thing, he's telling me what I should be doing, this and that, and then that partnered with the fact that he didn't take any bullshit was... Just mad, like I'd never been, I'd never experienced anything like that before because he was just like, this is that and this is that. Now I was just like, nah, chilling not, But for example, would he'd do sprints on a Sunday? Sprints would be at nine o'clock. If you went there for like eight fifty-nine, they'd leave, and. Like, he'd done like five different sprints at Glasgow Green so he could have went one way he could have went the other way so you're turning up at like two minutes past ten and they've all already left you don't know what way they've went so I'm running around <laughs> Glasgow Green trying to find <laughs> where they're sprinting and stuff they could have been anywhere and it's like it was just like that so all that kept me mm-hmm. it was a wee bit of like right I can't be any late or oh, I can't let them down type thing so do you feel that was uh, able to install discipline in you? aye ma- major like I was already pretty, myself, I was already pretty, like, on it, but then he just sent it to another level of, like, I miss a session, never, honestly, I never missed a session for about 8 years, no right, joke, never, see, missed, never missed one session, because it was, it, it made, he made such a big deal about it, like, I'm coming here, training yous for nothing, like, and he was, he was training, he never got nothing out yet. Um. I'm training yous for nothing, I'm putting all my time into yous, I'm taking these sprints for nothing, blah, 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 just cause of the love of boxing, so, like, very early I realised, this guy's sacrificing a lot of his life for, what, like, for free, just Mm. so we become something, so, at that point I was like, it's disrespectful of me to miss a session, if he's turning up to the session. He's out working a full time job, and I'm just coming to training. You know what I mean? So uh-huh.
0: it's that developing that respect for your coach because Joe he was talking about it before. Like you day you need to respect your coach. You need there Needs to be a mutual Aye. respect, should I say? Whereas you're looking at somebody and it's having that mature mindset. Look at somebody like he's actually making sacrifice to do this, and uh, which installs that discipline. Plus, as well, it's it it means it's it sets a good standard for your relationship. You and your coach, because as when you're going to fight people, like now? I imagine that relationship is a big part of Aye. like like your training now, because like what he says goes kind of thing.
1: That's it. mean even now, like going on for the years, like I joined him when I was like 15, 16, So that was a heavy influence over me. As I got older, I took a lot of what he said as word, and then. Getting older again now, like I start to see wee bits and bobs so I can take his everything he's saying and then I can also add my own stuff to it and mould it. So and I think he now now that I'm older, he is seeing what I'm doing on the side and he respects for the right, okay, you can do this wee bit extra, you can do this wee bit here and there um in terms of adding stuff and whatnot. So we, we both kinda get on the on the same we're on uh, the same wavelength. I uh, know, definitely.
0: <laughs> he's need to be on the same wavelength, it's not massive if he's like if he's a clashing, because end of the day, it's, that's the person that's training you to go and to fight another man. Aye. So there has to be that kind of right. And as you say, it's like that commitment thing, like the two years need to be committed for both angles, and that's that. When you're looking at what you're sacrificing for his life, he's also making the same sacrifices, because if you're looking at somebody, like, mate, you're not making any sacrifices for this. Like, if somebody's getting a payoff, you can go, ah, he's getting paid, but the fact he wasn't getting paid to start with. Aye. It, that's how he, it's probably earned your respect. You know yeah, definitely.
1: About. Even now, like... I'm not making mega money, none of the boys are making mega money, for the first few years of my pro career I made £800 a £1,000 a fight, so he was only making 100 quid a fight, right. so I he's see, training his full time awesome? and making 100 quid. so it wasn't as if it was worth anything to him, uh-huh. it wasn't as if he was doing it, he just wants to see us get to, yeah this is his achievement now nah. as well, not just my achievement, That's when all's said and done he can go right, I've got a British Commonwealth champion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, so that's, that's, uh, that's where the
0: passion lies in it. because see if you get a passion seeing the people succeed if it's money then it's like you're collecting a paycheck it does it kind of dilutes it and nullifies it but see when you've got that 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 shared achievement as well that's that creates a lot stronger uh, a lot stronger bonds between you so see how many fights did you have as an amateur? I
1: think I had like 70 75 mm-hmm. uh, so I had a lot at the start of my career I was with Bell and they were flinging me in every weekend, honestly I must have fought every weekend, just all over the place, win some, lose some, didn't really matter, Uh I went to Joe. he then started, once I started getting good enough, so I never fought for ages, I got good enough, and then I was fighting every weekend again, it was all about being active and getting involved and um, getting the fights in. I actually had a year break in between, because I ended up having a bad car crash, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna chuck it after this. Really? Finally enough, you? I was like, 19 or something. No, so, so what happened? With the car crash? Uh, if my sister's watching this. <laughs> close <laughs> your <edit> ears. <laughs> so I was up, uh, car park in the sky, where like my mates, and then a few birds, as you do. Right. When you're a wee guy, you just start driving. Uh, um, so I was coming back, and it was like pushing it in, dark, whatever. Um, and I've turned right, and it was a filter light, right where the police station is at in paisley mm-hmm. a big cross junction so it was a photo lane i've just turned and the, the police were right behind me and i next minute i knew everything just went black was spinning and a uh, taxi went right through the sides. um and then the roof of the car get cut off everyone was getting lifted out and stuff so it was pretty big deal um and then the police had came and they were like oh whatever we never seen anything, and I was like, how did you not see anything, you were right behind me, Um, and then there happened to be ambulances and stuff on scene, rapid, but they'd like sent, there was people in the car, they'd sent them back into the car, and that's how the roof got cut off, and then she had like ruptured her spleen or whatever had happened, so she had internal bleeding, I had both my knees, couldn't walk and stuff, like the guy in the passenger seat, couldn't walk, and it was pretty, everybody had bad injuries, so after that, it was like a big court thing of whose fault was it this, that, and the next thing? And I always everyone always backed me up, oh, it wasn't it his fault? It wasn't it my fault? I didn't ever think it was my fault, but you know that way you just feel guilty that people have been with you and that's happened to you uh-huh. with the driver. So mentally it sent me down a bad, bad place, like of I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um and I would just chuck boxing, my knees were done it anyway. So what else it happened to your knees? Uh, as we get hit, like they just came up and hit the steering wheel, and I don't know, it was just a weird one. It was just they never ever found nothing wrong with it, but walking for I was in crutches for ages, couldn't walk properly. When it got to time back to trying to get fit, couldn't run, couldn't was just oh, even now to closer. this day it's hard to run. Like oh, is it right? Uh, it still you still, this still, day, then, still eh? hard on the knees to run and stuff. So. Now I'm in a different mindset of, like, I just kind of push through it, but it's just, I've always been a long-lasting thing. Right, I see, I see. What is it, so, how did that affect your boxing career? What was it, as
0: you say, it put you in a bad mindset? Uh, so, it?
1: I, I, after that, I couldn't train anyway, so I kind of just chucked it. Um, I was going out, like, just going out to take and stuff, and I never, ever drank anyway, and I still didn't drink after this, but I'd ended up smoking weed, actually. Right. I never ever touched anything before but I ended up smoking weed end up proper like just bad depressed thought like oh this was all my fault all these people have had this and that happening and then I like, think my mum and all that had seen like I i am obviously a kid so I'm like ah, then nobody knows I'm smoking weed nobody knows I'm doing this and that and I was just floating about kind of thinking I was alright and then obviously my mum and that knew my uncle Stephen the army guy had a contact who had a ski kind of resort company in Mm. France, so he contacted me and he was like, listen, I've got a job for you. I think they just wanted me to get out and clear my head, so ended up working in France for six months in a bar, just going skiing every day, working in a bar, like, loving life a wee bit, and I I hadn't, I I hadn't, like like I said, I hadn't drank, so I was just on a mad party for six, seven months. Came back, I was... I used to box at fifty six kilo. I was eighty six kilo, so I'd put up, kilo I put on twenty kilo. What
0: man? How did you look? Did you look quite? Um
1: fun? I was like a wee fat, and I had a big beard. I was a wee fat lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, like in mate, France, was mad, like crazy, because the guy who was army had all the army people coming out and every two weeks it was fresh army people coming out so the parties were nuts like oh, what everything the going on was
0: France then anyway, did you got up to it? just as you say getting on it,
1: was it any I was just, on got France? <laughs> <laughs> you just getting on it I know mate, it was just getting on it like the, the army people would always come and I, I was working in the bar there was four years. One guy got homesick and went home right away and the bird that we were living, we moved in with the manager. They started going out. So I had a big flat to myself. Right. So I was just throwing parties constant. It was just a bit wild. Like the army was coming up. We just all had had a big table with beer pong set up and the bar was downstairs. So as soon as it finished, everyone would come up and go... "Um, Tonto. (laughs) Aye, basically. And then uh, the funniest thing that ever happened to me in France was a guy came in. I had a, a big army, like, Platoon or whatever it was in the flat, and everybody was loving life. And then this guy came in mad with it from the thing, and whatever had happened, we're playing beer pong. I had it off the wall and it went in. and I'm like, whatever, taking the piss out of him. And he flipped the table, but it was just steaming. and I was like, What the fuck are you doing? I've gone off my nut. Go- went to go for him, and they're like, No, calm down, calm down. And they're like, Off oh, you, hanging with on me, Everybody just jumps like it will now end well for you. even though Maybe everybody the was pure up the
0: army basically aye basically right. even though everybody
1: pure liked me nobody even liked this dude <laughs> so anyway he's can't remember what he done he went into the, we had a big long hallway where I left down so he's went out the door and then he came back in and he launched something at me I was like oh fuck this cunt. anyway chased him chased him down the stairs we're out in the snow mate it must have been like 2 or 3 in the morning and we're running around the complex both of us pure mad about it I'm chasing I'm chasing him he gets around the corner and then I run in the corner I'm like where's this dude went I could not find him for the life of me I'm checking all the doors into the lodges and stuff and eh uh, next day I'm walking in the bar they've all come back in I was like where'd that guy go and they're like oh He's afraid to come back down to the bar, like, this week and stuff. But I'm like, nah, I was just, it was just one of the ones where I'm mad about it and all that. Yeah. And I was like, where'd he go, back And I, like, I ran round the corner and he dived in the snow and then he's pulled all the snow over him. And then apparently <laughs> he just lay in the snow till he, hit like, till I'd left. What the fuck? <laughs> me. I was like, what?
0: Fuck's sake, man. Catch
1: the get fucking frost. Mad. Man. I know, I was thinking that. Mad what, army. Mad Mad army hangs going down, <laughs> man. I was like, ah, this guy thinks he's a fucking... I know, I mean, Imagine if fucking
0: try to snipe on you,
1: but or, or, or out, just <laughs> I know, a small man comes funny. out and attacks you. There was loads of stuff going on. We used to climb up to the roof and that, uh, mad bit, and people used to almost like, honestly, you could have died. Guy slid off the roof and there was like hooks on the roof, and he's tried to grab it and he ripped his whole hand open and everything, and Ooh. just mad stuff. Like just one of the ones when you go away, it's like, it's like imagine it's like a guy's holiday. Aye for six months it's like mm-hmm. just stupid shit happens all the time
0: especially <laughs> when you're drinking with army lads because they've obviously been away it's a strict regime in that kind thing so Aye. when they're letting their hair down it's like their ankles not to talk about yeah,
1: well, lads not party. party
0: basically because obviously you're there you're like oh, fuck it just Aye, that's,
1: it, that's, man. It. that's it and then they were just seen it as we don't need to go back to our flats where all the whatever sergeants and that Aye. is so Aye. if we can come up to your flat then it's main mayhem type thing so it was good good experience got it out my system because like i says i never drank that was me at 19 there Mm -hmm. so i'd never drank properly i'd never really done anything so Uh it was good to just have a proper blowout flew back big fat lumberjack guy (laughs) my mum says i think you should go contact (laughs) joe and get back in so contacted joe and i says i'm back for france obviously my knee's we're still a bit dodgy but not too bad can I come back to training so comes back to training big fat guy getting the piss ripped out me so <laughs> that wasn't funny either
0: so what, what made you come back to France was it just you only there for the 6 month or was that the plan yeah, like, that was out?
1: like the season was oh was that a seasonal so thing right right you could have stayed and done like they do skiing and the skiing and the winter mountain biking in the summer and that but I was just like I just was there for the skiing and the drinking and stuff so I was like I'm out, went up the road, I nearly get sent home a few times for fighting, and then, which was, like I said, like I was never, I was always never fighting, never, never thinking, kind of thing. and then when I went to France and started drinking, it was just pure different, so that's how I don't really like drinking uh, now. Aye, uh, I, I suppose it gives you that kind of taste of it, as you say, you never
0: drank before, do you find that, see, for a lot of, like, boxers or people that play football, see, for a, a young age, they, they lead that disciplined life, but then they get to, like, 1920 and that kind of thing and like ah there's that fear of missing out kicks in and a lot of them go after fucking rails and then never fight like oh, you, uh, you get them in a good box but you end up fucking mad with it happens
1: all the time with boxing in Scotland there's so much talent so many people I grew up with it were beating people who are world champions or British and European champions now as professionals and these guys have already smashed them as amateurs but chucked it because they think oh I'm missing out and getting a drink with my pals who they know your pals they know they are. Uh, just be fi- ah, so, Five years. If you were to turn around and say, No, listen, I don't want to drink, I want to just pursue this, would they be there? Probably not.
0: Nah, the type of cunts probably drag you down because they're not doing it, they're not pursuing it, they're stuck there. And nah. the offence to people that like, has a drink in that, man, there's. But there is, there's rooms full of people like that, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree. I could, I've probably been that person myself, I've been in both sides of that, that spectrum, not on top of So, see, when you went there, you you says you fell into a kind of a bad mindset, a bad state of mind, and then you went to France for the six months. Did that do a lot to help that mindset you were in?
1: aye, uh, because I, I think I just needed to experience that. I needed to eat good food and have a drink and have a laugh and have a party. And even when I was back here, like I'm very selective of who I've got around me as a friend because mm. the same reason, like people want to hang about if you're doing well, and so on and so forth, Aye. so, I was always, had a really small friend group, plus, I'm a bit of a weirdo, like, I just like doing stupid stuff, and, I would go and, like, i go and play basketball, or, I would just go and run down the canal, and do stupid stuff, and, like, things that people are like, you're pure weird, like, or, I'll invite people over, and I play board games, Monopoly and stuff, still do it now, like, Aye. you see on my Insta story, I just sit in the jigsaws, and stuff, I'm just, don't, like, I don't know if it's about ADHD or something ah, you just obviously <laughs> but you just know what like mean? Like, things, I mean I just like mean? doing things I don't like sitting not doing nothing and people are happy to sit and just drink or eat Chinese or want to go and do the same thing every weekend I can't I can't work like that so but at that time I needed to experience that to know that that wasn't me and get it out my system type Aye. thing so Aye. and I was grateful because you get people that go and do it who are major talented and then is for them, and that's what ruins them. They never come back to boxing. Whereas I knew that's not me, I don't care about it. I've that's me had my six months. Let's crack on now.
0: I know at least you had six months in uh, France, what testing that lifestyle. No fucking six months back in fucking Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be here <laughs> if I was
1: six months in Hamilton Didn't it, the
0: fucking mega bar for six months. <laughs> oh, mate, fucking hell. So, see, when you came back, and then uh, you gave Joe a phone call, was, was he like. As you say, you went away for the six months. Was anybody trying to get in touch with you to bring you back or that kind of thing? Or was people Uh, just kind of leaving you there?
1: They just left me too. it. It was one of the ones, like I said, about Joe. He doesn't waste his time. Right. Or he doesn't... Like, he values his own time, so it's not like he was like, oh, he's away to France, I'm going to chase him and get him back or anything. It was like, fair play, go and do your thing. I've spoke to Joe loads about this, but I'm a true believer in whatever was meant to happen will happen and if it was meant to be it'll be and if it passes you then it was meant to pass you uh-huh. so um, I was always meant to go and do that and I was always meant to come back and that was just how it was and he didn't need to chase me because I came back and I the first port of call was back to boxing type thing because I'd missed it I had missed it and I used to go over and I, oh, I used to box and all that and everybody in France is like ah, you're a <laughs> <laughs> look
0: at the state of you <laughs> big lumberjack <London>, I- <laughs>
1: But so it's,
0: that's the thing I, I heavily agree see with the kind of what's for you Want to go by you kind of thing and plus as well if you're chasing somebody it suggests they're trying to get away from you it's let people go to their own devices and if you're fucking chasing somebody I'm going back in that it's like they're more likely if, if they feel people are fucking chasing after them, they're more likely to push it away but it's having that freedom that freedom aye. to enjoy life on like top of it aye
1: and I think if I'd never came back it's no skin off his nose you know what I mean? You had a guy, you put time into him, there was plenty through the years, that's what you do as a coach. At that time and place that person might have been interested and then something else comes up and that's just how life works. So no, that's it, man. Um it just worked out how it was meant to work out.
0: Ah uh, definitely, and it was good I say it's good, it's like it's the good you were able to have a break away from that lifestyle because the minute you started it, it was just disciplined, it was resumed in that kind of thing. Having that wee, wee taste of freedom, as you say, you realise this isn't what I'm about. Aye. not what I'm talking about? But you had that kind of brief period where you could come away from it. You weren't stuck in it. Like if you fell into that lifestyle here, it'd be very hard to escape it because you're seeing it, it's so close to you, whereas in France, it's fucking so far Aye. away, you're not meeting the same people, you're not in the same environment,
1: know what I'm talking about. Aye, it's not as if I'd bump into anybody for France, and they'd be "Oh, I'm on up, and we'll get on it, and that, it's just like, they that was like, boom, they're off-skate, I'm back to reality, type thing. Another thing is, drugs wasn't a thing in France, like, they smoked a bit of hash and stuff, but it was never like, nobody took gear, nobody took nothing, I think, if, I, if that had been six months here, who knows what could have happened, but it was never like that in France, so it was just aye, nobody aye. really took
0: drugs. That was probably handy, man, because uh, you find, see, when you're in that experimental stage, you'll fucking try it, and if you're in Glasgow, mate, you're fucking trying to voice Sunday, and a fucking, aye. <laughs> on a weekly basis, you know what I mean? That with a fucking, I doubt the built to on that quite <laughs> <great>. <laughs> but Did you learn any French?
1: I, I, was, re- I was good at French, and then I see when I get steaming. I ended up pure good at French but uh, I, I think, don't I know what it was. i <laughs> <good at> French <laughs> German, a few kids <laughs> to talk French and a few <laughs> other
0: languages when they I
1: done a good bit I, I always said to myself, I'm gonna keep learning more because I'd already picked up a wee bit, but then I just forgot it all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's one of the ones we languages in that I hear. When you're speaking the language on an everyday basis, it's it's easier, it's more fluent. You need to be speaking it regularly rather than just trying to learn
1: it. Definitely.
0: So see for that full experience, see when you were going back to the gym, what was your mindset going back into the gym? Were you still that, I don't want to do this, obviously a part of you still wanted to go back and do something, but was your mindset like, right, that's me, I'm getting full on into this, or were you just kind of like one day
1: at a time? I didn't know what I wanted actually for going back to the gym. I I just knew I needed to go back to the gym because I was heavy felt terrible like uh, my body everything i just always felt sickly like not i mean it was just uncomfortable ah, to even I walk know, about course, I especially just, if you're used to like uh, active
0: lifestyle you're going to feel fucking it's abnormal an so abnormal I, feeling i
1: actually never even went back to fight i just went back because i knew i needed to go back but i never went back with the intention of fighting or i was just see what happens with us. but uh-huh. at the same time i was like okay i need to figure out what i'm going to do with my life because mm. i was back 20 years old what am I doing with myself type Aye. thing Um. so got back we used to run at the at, Um. Sh- where is it like Deniston Den type way um, used to
0: Delmarnock
1: run at the Ducksie? the it was over at Delmarnock it was Um. it was like they took it away now it's a, across from Morris Park and it was like a just a big pond really right. we used to run pursuit running there was a slow group and a fast group this was what gave me my wake up call like get a finger out your arse um, so pursuit running before ease the person at the back would run to the front and that would keep the pace the person at the back would run to the front and you just kept overlapping right, no, doing that, laps it right. was great but I loved it bring it back um, <laughs> but so I was just to be in a fast group I was just to be a good runner was always one of the best runners and um, I get put in a slow group and the the thing that made me get my finger out of the arse was you would do laps and laps it for three minutes and I couldn't even do a lap. So never mind, I couldn't even overlap the first person in the slow group. I couldn't even do a lap of the, the whole pond type thing. So right. I was just like, mate, you need to have a serious word with yourself. You're some mess. Like, And then after that, I went like 86 kilo. I went down to 60 kilo. And that was like, right, cool. It's time to start fighting again.
0: Right. So what, what point did you decide I was going to start fighting again? What was it at that, that point? Joe just
1: you- said to me like, you're some mess, you need to get all that weight off, Um, and I they changed the weight category, so it wasn't 56 anymore, I don't think, or whatever had happened, I think somebody else was at the club at 56, so I was like, okay, I'll go to 60, so that's 26 kilos I need to get off, and I just hammered the running, like, three months hammered the running, hammered the training, but I would run every day, and my knees were fucked, and I used to, like, so we stayed in and I'd run down down to Annie's land along and then back through Mary Hill, and then I'd maybe like, mate, I was doing crazy stuff, like I'd tie ankle weights and like wear a backpack with all sorts of weights in it and stuff and I'd get halfway and I'd be greeting and all that. And I'd with with up. the pain? In pain in my knees, pain, just for being fat. Sometimes I'd just be greeting because I was fucked, like <laughs> running and greeting, man. And I'd just phone my mum, like, can you come pick me up? I'm absolutely fucked. Type, in <laughs> my knees, I fucked. My, I'm fat, is in it, and I can't run. I'm just, and then I, I'd get skinnier and skinnier, and then keep doing it, keep doing it. And then it was still, even when I was getting down, I was like, this is horrible. I would be getting bartered and sparring. I'd get into the car at night and I'd just sit and greet for a wee bit, and then I'd just drive home, and then. I eventually got down to 60 kilo mum says to me like Scottish championship years and she said to me like if you can't beat people in Scotland just chuck it because if you can't beat people in Scotland how are you going to beat people worldwide uh-huh. and that was just what hit me like and I just started batting people
0: really? so even though <laughs> so you went back into boxing for like your last fight were you a new fighter?
1: aye major last time Last time around, I had too much nonsense in my head, I was, I was still good, but I wasn't as good as what it was because I didn't run as hard as I did, I didn't train as hard as I did, but see, when I had all that twenty to lose, uh-huh. it was like, you need to live a certain lifestyle to be healthy, you need to live a certain lifestyle to lose that, so I was like, a man and a mission, different, whole different animal that time.
0: uh uh-huh. a different kind of motivation. See as well see how long did it take you to lose the get down to the 60 kilo 3 months so it sounds like a pure like, emotional transformation as you say you're getting home you're getting to the gym you're literally greeting like coming out the Aye. gym you're greeting going runs you're wearing the weights and that kind of thing man it's like do you think that experience looking back at it now to where you're now do you think that benefited you in a way I think that it just experience? made me a
1: bit a bit tougher or appreciate like you can't fuck about with boxing, I just that was it. You can't fuck about, you can't fuck about with eating, you can't mess about with the weight, you can't mess about with the training. It just isn't a game. Mm-hmm. And that made me realise like this isn't a game. Like if you wanna do something you need to just switch switch on, you know. So um it just was a newfound appreciation for the sport and instead of, like I, I don't know if I changed much as a person but in general, it was just, like, a newfound, like, you need to just, no, take this as a joke or anything.
0: Uh-huh. So, it kind of, like, matured you as a fighter in a Aye. sense? So, where did it go for there? Um,
1: the I still had a bit of a confidence issue. I went to see a hypnotherapist. Um, lovely, amazing lady. Spoke to her about everything that I was feeling, like... I would always going to fights... And I would imagine my losing Facebook status and apologising to people that I hadn't done them proud type thing. Really? That always was in the back of my head. So, I went and seen a hypnotherapist. She went through loads of, like, exercises and I'd done hypnotherapy for a long time. And uh, it came to the Scottish Championships year. My mum had said, like, you can't win this, just chuck it. And I hadn't done anything that much in my career. So, I started in the Scottish Championships. I was unseeded, so it meant I had to fight the number one guy first fight. Then, the second fight, I had to fight the number three guy, so on and so forth. Wait, I had... So
0: wait, you said you were unseeded?
1: Uh-huh, so... What does that mean? It means like, if there's ten people in your weight, they decide who the best is and that's number one seed. Right. So number one seed will fight somebody unseeded. Number... So so number one and two can can't meet right away. Right, right I Aye, so they get put to other sides of the draws so there was one, two, three and four ah, opposite right, right. sides of the draws so I wasn't seeded at all. Right. so I get put on the side of the draw where I fought the number one guy first the number three <laughs> guy and then <laughs> fuck's sake. Aye, so it was heavy like one of the ones where at that point that could have just been mentally if I hadn't worked on myself the way I'd worked on myself mentally I could have just done fuck's sake I've just got the number one guy I've got to get my ass whooped whereas I get the number one guy and I was like brilliant man, I'm going to punch his content yeah, <laughs> type thing, so it was like, and I, I'll always remember it, it was in Creek Motherwell, and I was warming up in the back, and I just felt no nerves at all, no nerves, like, it was like a ball of light was just in my head, to like, we hanging, I went out, and I bartered him, gave him to eight counts, just, big, big performance, because he was the number one guy, he'd already been sent to Australia for, like, training camps and stuff, to get ready for the Commonwealth Games, and I just battered him, went to take his spot, next guy battered him, battered the next guy and then ended up in the finals and just put on a masterclass and everyone was like, where did that just come from? Because everybody knew I'd been about for years but I never was any good or never was any like, never didn't about me. Ah, you weren't at that high level as you did aye.
0: perform on that occasion. What about your coaches, were? But Joe and that, were they surprised to see that?
1: I don't think so like he knew it's funny because he knew I was doing like the hypnotherapy and stuff but he was like "I saw that shite he's old school in his ways but um, he was like oh Joe done it and whatever but I think and he's always said that like if you yourself feel something's helping and that helps you whether anybody else believes in it or not as long as that's giving you the mental edge that's what it is but I always believed in it and uh, thought it was brilliant it's all an edge as well isn't it?
0: Like, I do believe in hypnotherapy and it's it's funny they mentioned that because I've been looking into it a lot recently and uh, I hear people got a date for smoking people date for like, nerves getting into a fight athletes and that kind of thing what kind of exercises obviously don't want to ruin the woman's business or <laughs> that kind of thing but if you can tell I, them, what kind of stuff did they I do I don't know if she
1: in? I don't know if she works anymore I've never I've always tried I couldn't even remember her name I I used to try and get in contact with her and I just cannot remember the name for the life of me, so if you ever see anything get in contact with me, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, she was lovely, she'd just done out of her house in a front room and you would go in and, mate, wasn't it not complicated? You would just sit in the chair, hands on the armrest of the chair, it was a big leather chair like that, and she would say, just sit back and then imagine a ball of lights in your feet and then the lights coming through your body and that's start thinking about your losing stuff and then as you're thinking about it let the light wash over it and that's you thinking about winning then the light comes up and it comes in front of you and then it comes into your head and that was it but I'd lie there or I'd sit in the chair, imagine all this and then she'd not wake me up. I was was present, I knew what was happening but you couldn't move, you were just heavy and then when it was finished. The session was I'd I have had passed, you know what I mean? Or forty five minutes had passed and I was like "Oft, where did that time go? Like yeah, to go by of and let a blinking eye. I, I we just went by and it was majorly relaxing, major it was just forty five minutes that you never thought of anything other than winning and getting all the bad thoughts out of you. So and it's not as if like I learned that and I sat in the house and do it. I just done it that time. I used to just done it for weeks and weeks with her and then after that all the thoughts went away type thing and the better you get the more confident you get the wins start happening and then you don't ever think about losing after that because the confidence starts building so Uh aye because that's uh,
0: that's fascinating see with the hypnotherapy I've heard of I've never heard I have heard of odd people doing it not odd people but odd person it's actually seeing somebody like yourself as you say you were probably would you say like a, kinda, a medium kind of base, no mediocre but like a kind of one of the fighters you wanted to really stand out at that point until Aye, you started doing it how long did you actually day hitting the therapy for? a year? longer? Nah, no, like,
1: much less I, I must have only done it for like two or three months i have done so it the it was up, quite a very short it was space a of very time. short space of time and I always wanted to go back and do it I just it, it actually came down to I just couldn't afford it really Uh, it was just just, probably now in the grand scheme of things it wasn't so she gave me 8 weeks for free the second time I went to her so the first time we went to her she didn't know who I was didn't know what I was staying, blah 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 I went to her. Then I won the Scottish and I went back to her when I was going to go and do some international stuff and she gave me it for free. So that was great. Right um, but the first, I'm sure it was like 50 quid a session and when you're a wee for guy, sure. it's pretty... Aye, when pretty, you're
0: a wee guy, aye, but I think about that, and I don't know. I'm also or, also know I say
1: I'm a wee guy, it was like 20 odds, but... Aye, aye but at that he, wage, aye, that, make no fucking aye. 50 quid's a fair bit of money, especially
0: taking a kind of risk like that. At the time, it seems aye, a risk, like the therapy. It's like, you
1: don't know. And i just paying somebody 50 aye. quid to sit in a room. But like I say is to you earlier, it was, like, my mum totally believes in the spiritual, totally believes in, like, everything to do with vibrations, earth, and, like, bringing yourself to to that level, so, it was hard that found it, it was her that thingied it, she paid for my first two sessions, and then, when I went, had two sessions, one session was enough to sell me, like, I was there like right. I so knew like
0: at what point did you realise it started working as you say it worked uh, when you went into the, uh, the, the, the Scottish Championship uh, Scottish Championship. so was it did you notice a difference before that or was it nah
1: because that- I'd not I hadn't fought before that so I didn't know what to expect but right. then when I got there I was so calm so and like the whole ball of light thing was like I never had to sit down in a chair and think about it I just hid that light in me like right <laughs> so you did need to sit for a minute and I, like, it sounds stupid like just I'm just there. walking about shadow boxing and stuff and then like it's getting close to the fight happening and then I've just felt like I was filled with a light or something I don't know I just felt like I felt with a light so uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know how to explain it you would never be able to explain it to somebody unless they'd done it uh, no, like, I know It's I can't imagine yourself trying to
0: explain it it's it's a feeling it's Aye. a feeling more than anything Aye. and it's like when obviously if you get got like, a I had the therapist there that she's able to articulate it in a way so you can understand it, but for you to understand it in a level, it's the level you understand it is much higher than the level that you can explain it because it's something you just I can explain ah, a just ball light to you, but my definition of somebody saying a ball of light traveling up, it's a different image, Aye. it's a different thing. So try to explain it, we'll try to explain it. More it and depends
1: further. on it if you believe it as well like I would say to Joe and Joe Junior and stuff like oh this is what happened and this is what and then they, oh, <laughs> and I saw that shit. I saw that shite I suppose like, that reinforced your self-belief eh? but it's cause like Joe had maybe went and done Joe Junior had went and done something similar maybe but I know he never believed it when he went in Aye. so if you don't believe it when you're going in you're no gonna buy into it when it's happening Aye. whereas I, I believed it I was like this can change uh-huh. there has to place. be that
0: that level of belief in it because uh, I done uh had a hypnotist on Fraser Penman and uh I went and done like a, it was like hypnotised it was like a session it wasn't like a hypnotherapy session but it is a qualified hypnotherapist but he hypnotised me in the room full of people and uh that's what he says before it is like you just have to believe in it you just need to be willing be open minded to it Aye. so if it's like if you're going with a closed mind you're more often than not you're going to leave with a closed mind Aye. if you're if you're going in shielded and a uh, as you say, with Joe Senior, the old school, they're kind of, they don't really believe in that kind of stuff because it is, it saw that kind of working class mentality. I'm not saying that's the kind of mentality he's got, it's that kind of mentality like these, these spiritual stuff. If, uh, my, if I try to hit, the, hit it my like, dad, tell me to fuck uh, off.
1: It's like, if, if, his, if he said that or you say that to your dad, being brought up in the gobbles 50 years ago or 40 years ago you'd get a smack in the head ah, you'd get shut fuck then, try aye, try to try to the fuck like, up aye so it was like it's not nothing today way them as people or whatever it's just your era or where you come from or not where you come I don't mean when you come from but like it's your era what you've been brought up around and at that time it's just like just get on with type thing, just get on with it. Uh, see, with
0: it. see you see where you come from, that is a big thing. Like, if you come from somebody somewhere like India, where it's like, the, the culture is naturally Aye. more spiritual, but if you come from like somewhere like Glasgow, where it is, it's realistic. It's like, we're a city of straight talkers. People just say it how it is. That's Aye. bullshit. That's a lot of shite. Whereas, we no, nowadays, because the world is more, more open to different cultures and beliefs and that kind of thing. I there's pockets of it that are a bit more spiritual. I'm quite spiritual myself, but, 20 years ago kicking about govern would that have been spiritual? I don't think I would have been for long you know what I mean there's probably a few spiritual cunts out in that street that now, uh, for the that new uh, that's, <laughs> that's a different kind of spiritual we must interrupt this podcast for a breaking announcement there has been numerous reports in the area of a beauty bomb ready to glow up and it's gonna blow away you beauty therapists one appointment at a time why? do you conduct business correspondence with clients via DMs? are you sick of late cancellations costing you money? do you just wish you can provide your service without worrying if the client has the cash at hand. Oh, I need to go to the bank. Well, I have a solution to your confusion. Glowout is a service that aims to alleviate the stress involved between a client and the technician booking their appointments. Glowout makes it easy for clients to see appointments, to book them, and to pay. It takes deposits and it gets late cancellation fees, which means you won't lose out in any money. Clients can pay by card or using Apple Pay. Glowout is also partnered with payment processor Stripe. Glowout also helps you manage your bookings easily by using your calendar. The busier you get, the more stressful it is to keep track of who you've actually got coming in and when, Glowout will help you do that. On Glowout, you'll also be able to show off your portfolio, showing off your previous work so clients can check out what you've done in the past. It will also be implementing a feature in the very, very near-to-be future which will connect to your Instagram profile page. You will also be featured on the Glowout website. You'll be visible to potential clients in the local area. You'll also have access to your own admin panel where you can see your account balance, generate reports, and turn your hobby into a business. Glowout is basically a just eat for beauty appointments. Can't beat the convenience, can you? The mobile app for iOS and Android is coming soon. But, in the meantime, for 5 99 a month, you will have access to all these features. But, if you sign up using 5.0 promo code, you will get the first three months free. You can't like that for a bargain, can you? Give your business the glow up, it needs to blow up. And glow up before you glow out. So, after your performance at the Scottish Championships, where did your career lead to there?
1: Um, so it was still, it's funny, like this is, I always feel like every, again, everything happens for a reason, and I was meant to go through this adversity, but still, they never picked me as number one to go. So if you win the Scottish, you always get sent to a tournament, it's called Belgrade Winners in Serbia. Uh-huh. Um, so I got to go to that, but the number one guy who had already battered gets sent to another tournament in Poland, which was a decent tournament as well. So they were still trying to put us against each other, type thing. I'd not been picked. This tournament was meant to be all brilliant, and that. So, I went to this tournament in Serbia. I beat like a Russian, a Kazakhstani, and then everyone was like, Whoa, Kazetu are pretty like, high in the boxing nations. Aye. I bet another guy, sport. and then I lost in the final on a split decision 3 2 to GB, which everybody thought I won, but as what it is. And then I was like, Right, brilliant. Definitely have to have the number one spot now. He went to Poland and got dropped and knocked out. And then came back and they like, ah, no, you're not really getting the number one spot yet. You're still going to have to do this. So, I went to the GB Championships, went to the European Championships. And it was like, I was performing and performing each time. Um, I lost in the Europeans. Again, it was just one of the ones. It was no excuses or anything. So, it was just, um, and then we came back and it was like, right, I'm meant to be going to the Commonwealth Games and the, the whole time they took us out to Ukraine um, for a training camp type thing, and they're like, oh, there's only going to be these certain spaces, so the whole time it was like, you're no gone, you're no gone type thing, came back for Ukraine, and I fought on like a mad random show against the army, stepped up a weight, I would basically do anything they asked me to do, and fight anybody they asked me to fight, so I could go, and they were always like, nah, you're not really going, you're not really going, and then one day get a letter through, you're going to Commonwealth Games type thing, so I was like, pure relief, this is everything I've worked for, Can't wait, went to Australia, done my thing and it was like one of the best experiences of my life, Um, won my first fight, I lost to the guy from Australia who won it um, in my second fight, I always say this, I think if I had Joe in my corner, I'd have won it, I went out and I boxed the guy in the first round, I won the first round, I came back to the corner and the coaches had said to me like, you need to get more aggressive, he's this and that and totally changed my tactics and I lost the next two rounds. I got pinged like bad eye, all swollen up. Probably worst beaten, not beaten. I, I never get battered, battered, but it was just I could I could have won it. I know I could have bet him if I had Joe with me because he would have been a bit more switched on with what to do. But again, it is what it is. I enjoyed the rest of my time out in Australia, um, just partying and whatever. And all oh, loads of celebrities were there because the well, uh, event. Like, Usain Bolt was there. um, Did you get to meet them, aye? Aye, so there was a club that everybody went to. It was, like, all mostly athletes, but there was a few normal people as well. But he always getting me a pass and stuff. Like, so I'm in, I'm steaming, trying to get into his booth. He was sitting there, him, another guy, and then about 40 birds, man, just pure pimped out. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, I'm getting into this booth. And I was just steaming. I was like, I'm just going to pretend I went to Glasgow Commonwealth Games because he was there. And I was like, you saying, you saying, I was at Glasgow, remember me, bro? And all that. Like, try to get into the hang pure streaming. he's like, ah, just, who's, who's yeah, this guy? Get, get him away from the rope and all that. So, <laughs> um, that was good. And just, it was a mad, just a fun experience and stuff. But nothing that you would ever be able to replicate. Oh,
0: definitely no, Definitely not. It's the best season of life because a lot of people don't get to travel the world and you're travelling the world and you're passionate. Obviously, as you say, you didn't get the result you hoped for but you still had that added experience.
1: Aye, absolutely. And the, the the issue with me was I knew I was going pro as soon as the games had finished because there was like a politics thing with Team GB where they weren't letting Scot- Scottish people in. There was like two Scottish people in or one Scottish pe- person on at a time mm-hmm. just because of how it is. And, um... I knew I'm never going to get onto GB. You can't go to the Olympics if you're on GB. So I was just like, "This is my last kind of hurrah As, a, as an amateur, so I knew I was going pro after it anyway. So after thing, I was just like, I oh, no, no fucks given." Kind of on a mad one, man. I was bringing crates and crates of cider and stuff into the village and that, and then just sitting on the balcony. All the Scotland boys getting tanked on the balcony. <laughs> and stuff. Mad at- Aye, so it was just good, funny experience,
0: like. Uh, just the it, uh, just made the mistake. I just say, listen, man, I'm not going to get this moment again. So and it was like,
1: it. if they kick me off the team or I'm in trouble anyway, who cares? Because I'm no coming back type uh, thing. So that was that. And then we came back and uh, Joe, me, Joe Jr., and the other guy, Stuart, all went to LA like three days after I came back. So I was five weeks in Australia, came back for three days, and then went to LA for two weeks and just was causing it over there and the wild card just batting people. <laughs> I heard
0: you sparred with George Camboso, didn't uh, you?
1: George, George Camboso, I uh, sparred with him, sparred with, uh, who else did I spar that time? Like Lee Selber, I sparred a good few world champions that time and it was like, I was on top of the world for the games, so I was just putting it on people type uh-huh. thing and uh, it was good. Um, obviously, Joe talked about it and on his podcast, but it was Just different level, of, like you see it in the movies. And I was in a ring upstairs, and there was like 60 people around the ring all shouting. and I'm Barton, this mad uh, American guy, and he's trying to get out of the ring, and they're sending him back in. And I'm like, eh, shouting, He's whooping his ass, boy, and everything. <laughs> just mad. It was just pure different life altogether. I uh, know, definitely. Because when he was
0: telling me about the wild card, that's like, I, I've all, I obviously it, Fred, Freddie Roach, but and I've heard that. Uh, they kind of gyms I think is what's Mayweather's one is it the doghouse aye. or the dog pound or something aye, the right? the dog house, doghouse. Aye. whereas when you put in the ring it's like an all out fucking war I didn't realise they had that in Freddie Roach's one but Joe, Jota it was uh, he was taught about when he first kind of realised like this is like heavy duty in here when uh, they went, uh, did the touch of the gloves at the start and, and the guy just whacked
1: him happened to me as well man <laughs> did they, they, who did that to a Filipino guy ramon Juno man yeah. I've walked out he was up here like smiley friendly and I just walked out and he just went boof whacked me and I went alright is that how it's starting aye. is it but it was good because I me and you are pretty much the same like it's war after that you know so um, we were just swinging swinging people about uh, really, aye. <laughs> aye. That, people like, like hurries
0: as well because uh, that co- Kimbo, so just fought was it Devin was last I fought Devin
1: Haney and fought um, obviously a bit Teal Fimo he was undisputed but Mate, I, honestly, thank God I can't bet, but I was, uh, I said, I'd a bet my house on Teofimo de- demolishing him and he, he went and bet him, which was pure unexpected because, again, I sparred him, mate. I pinged him. He was he was dog shit. Was <laughs> he? Aye. He wasn't a dog shit, but he was just fit and aggressive, but he couldn't box. Like, that's how Devin Any battered him so easy, but I could have bet anything that, that Teofimo would have battered him as well. It was just really? weird, but.
0: So, what do you think is that? It's that's just him as a fighter, or do you think that was maybe like a because as you say, he was fit. Did you say, do you think it was a uh, condition issue? Or was it no, no, camp, like, no, 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 it was
1: just the skill set, it was just skill set. Uh, like, he was, he's fit and he's strong, and that's his whole game as like outwork you and get close to him and stuff. But if you can just ping him, then he doesn't know what to do. It was just he was confused, right. um, but after I sparred him he went and done a few training camps with Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines as a sparring partner mm-hmm. can't remember who Pacquiao was meant to be fighting but that obviously brought him on a wee bit but aye. nothing major you know
0: how do you feel you fared against him
1: aye, he, it, you was how you, aye, did it was you,
0: easy is it one of the exchanges was it yourself aye, aye. aye, Mate, aye. It's aye.
1: Just, I would have said that I probably never try to think who my hardest like when I was in the world uh, we went to another gym and I sparred Lee Selby he was a super featherweight world champion at the time and I got four rounds with him or something, and he was meant to be sparring Joe. He was fighting an orthodox, but we managed to hang our way in. And I got to spar, him, mate, and I was punching him like punching him about. He, I just thought, I'm gonna do what he does. He does mad angles and good, like hanging shots. And I swear, like you know, that's Joe and all that, he was complaining, like he's like, what size is his gloves? This, that, and the next time because I was just bashing him. Really, amazing, uh, yeah. so, but I always feel like the higher level I spar, the more. The better I spar, you know what I mean? So it Aye. was like, whenever I was sparring anybody in there, like, I was just putting it all in them
0: type thing. Aye. Because you're, you know, when you're fighting at a higher level, you need to kind of perform, you need to up the ante. Because if you're fighting somebody, you're more relaxed. Whereas if you're relaxed, it's, it doesn't bring it the best in you. There needs to be that kind of element of danger, that element Aye. of fear, whereas it can kind of help it work. And do you think that's obviously the fit and the ferry
1: we probably played a part,
0: uh, played a part in that as well? Aye.
1: And definitely with the confidence thing, like, I had came out and I was like, I'm the man, I'm, I was at the Commonwealth Games, blah, 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 so I was. thought I had a bit of a swagger about me at that time, like, um, another boy, David Kelly, he was with us and he was like, he's proper, like, clean living, even the now he still, he drove me down to Sheffield there for sparring, he done this, he done that, he's always there with me, um, like, we go and train at David Lloyds and all that together, so he's, he's tracked and pro the now, um see if I have like, a coffee and my sugar. He's on my case. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You've shut got a up. British title fight coming out. Why are you putting sugar in your coffee? Or, mate, I'm not too strict about things. So he's like, what are you doing? Why are you having a cookie? What are you doing? Why are you eating a chocolate bar? And I'm like, shut up, mate, and let me live my life. Like, <laughs> if I never ate this, I would probably chuck it because I'm like depressed by uh, eating uh, healthy I mean, all the time. I mean, I mean, I mean. So we went over and he couldn't believe it because I was like getting, in the morning, I'd wake up and I'd have, like, a gallon of chocolate milk, right? And I'd have chocolate rocks, American cereal, and I'd... camp? Before I was going to spar these guys, I'd be, like, I'd have a full, like, big bowl of chocolate rocks, and I'd put a gallon of chocolate milk in it and eat it, and then on the way there, I'd be eating, like, chocolate bars, and just drinking, like, anything powdered or Coke Zero or whatever I was drinking, and then he's like, mate, you know you're sparring, like, world champions in a minute and I'm like aye uh, and what type thing and I would go in and start smoking them, and come out and he's like what is wrong with you like how are you what is how are you built like that <laughs> it's just aye because he couldn't believe it and he's like as soon as I eat anything terrible I'm feel terrible and, all. and I'm like nah I don't care man so coming back between the rounds drinking Gatorade you know what I mean so just different, I mindset. suppose. A gate raid
0: would benefit you between rounds because <laughs> of the sugar in that. Kind I of probably, thing. probably, probably but I don't know about it. the big bowl of hops and the fucking chocolate milk. Do you still eat like that? N-
1: no, but it's not like I've just got in my head you are already as good as you are, right? right. So right. if you wake up and had a bowl of whatever, and then went to sparred, it's not going to affect how your skill I it might make you a bit more tired. But I'm fit anyway, I know I'm fit, so like I could. McDonald's and go and spar I actually have been out of camp and ate at McDonald's but helping somebody else and went and sparred and I spar probably better full of McDonald's than I would spar on a diet know what I mean it's just mm. one of the ones where you're like I feel full I feel good that was nice type aye aye because I think I think it
0: probably was. A lot, there's no on need, the heat, but a lot of it isn't need if I go if I've had a McDonald's before the gym, blah, I've just had a fucking McDonald's before the gym. Fucking hell, I'm going to feel like shit in here. And I go in and I'm like, I oh, sat fucking McDonald's. Every rep and I'm that, I'm not getting that extra rep. I sat at McDonald's. It's probably me You're t- already t- thinking t- about it. Aye. You're
1: already thinking like... That's what I think. See, if you put something in your head automatically, you're going to think that. Aye. Whereas I'm just like... I'm starving. I'm just... Oh, fuck it. I'm going to get McDonald's here. Eat my McDonald's, whatever. A few month ago I was meant to be sparring someday. I can't remember how it was that was coming down and I took my pal and his wee lassie after Hurst primary school. I went and get them a happy meal and that before I went to the gym. So I was like, oh fuck, it. I'm in McDonald's, get a milkshake and a burger and that and then I've ate that and I oh, will have some nuggets as well. And then I bounced up to the gym and I done a ten rounder and I was sound, you know what I mean? So it's no like I don't go and think, oh, I've just had McDonald's, I'm gonna perform terrible here. I just think I'm just sparring and that's what it is and Uh, I need to do 10 rounds regardless
0: mm, I suppose it's that kind of acceptance thing in it because it is it's just going like that right I'm sparring anyway fuck it it's like I'm here I'm going to be doing it I'm going to do as best I can do I don't know if I'm going to adopt that mentality because <laughs> I'm the kind of... Oh, right, I'll yeah. go and get a fucking half-pizza supper on that <laughs> curry sauce and fucking go and dry into the gym and start doing fucking plyometrics like <laughs> Fuck that
1: and thought of it. But uh, definitely, I'm no, like... I'm i wouldn't just do it like that. Right,
0: I'm an extremist, mate. It's like, you tell me, uh, I'd go and get a munchie box and mate, I'm just a fucking animal
1: when it comes to food. <laughs> Cause I don't drink or anything like that either and it's like... I feel like I'm bad that I've gave you this advice. Now you're going to be like, "No, on the you told me I could." Aye, I'm going to be coming like fat
0: lumberjack. I'm going to a government. I'll be greeting when I be going for a run, man. But uh, so what was your experiences are like being in LA and that kind of thing? So you went on for the high of the Commonwealth Games. See, after beating like, world class athletes in uh, sparring matches, did that put you on like a fucking a new level?
1: because like we were cutting about LA. And I'm just thinking, like, I'm the man, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And probably nobody else is thinking that about me. And I'm just on this world of my own, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing him, and I'm being to the games and this and that. And then, so obviously, I'm just pure radiant confidence. And obviously, Joe told the story about down on the beach, but. <laughs> That was a bad one to take was when I was up on that, that, aye, because <laughs> um, we were cutting about Venice Beach and, like, Stuart was like, oh, there was this big bit where people could set out, like, tight ropes, like, tie them, and it was nice lassies and all that, and I nah, bet you don't go and talk to her, and I'm uh, firing right over, chatting away and stuff, so, like, I was, they were probably all just raging and that, and then I'm just jumping in and I'm like, oh, geez, I shot the tight rope in that, oh, firing in and just having a laugh, and then, obviously, we goes down to the pull-up bar. Nah, that was just uh, (laughs) a put me back in my place a wee bit type (laughs) thing, so. Bastard, man. Uh, That's fucking terrible. But it was good. It was funny. At least I never get videoed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know, I know. At least it was no footed. Did the bud see it, though?
1: Aye. Aye, that's, that was bad. Could, could it at least related till you go to a semi or something like I that? I know. Fuck,
0: Joe, man. You fucked us here.
1: I don't know how long he was planning it. It was like, these monkey bars, honest to God, they must have been about six foot. Now, obviously, I'm quite short, so he's like, I'll give you a boost. But he must have been planning it for ages. <laughs> I'll give you a boost up, man. He's boosted me up. As soon as I've grabbed on, he's scanted me, and I'm like ah. I was just dangling there, thinking this is quite a big drop, do I let go, or do I just hang, or what do I do? And it took me about 10, like 30 seconds before I'd actually clicked on, and then honestly, it was like supermodels walking towards me, and they just started laughing, and I just went, boof hit the oh, sand, man. I'm lying so in the sand, sanding my arse cracks, sanding my balls, like, <laughs> trying to pull my shorts up, everybody's pushing themselves, Joe Senior's trying to get his phone out, man, I'm like, oh no, what, what do I day here? Like, I just pulled him up man just walked the opposite direction I was like I head down waited till the birds had went <laughs>
0: fuck's <laughs> sake man that's a fucking sick but guy. it's a
1: good I always laugh at it man it's a funny it's, story it's, it's, a it's like a good the time, you're aye, la- aye. aye. Are, <laughs> okay. I know what I mean comedy things what <laughs> aye definitely. nobody's caring who what I've done in the gym man everybody's just
0: <laughs> laughing at me I was like no care no. about being a boxer though i caring that your boxers are being I ankles aye, aye ankle. done my ankles so at what point was it after that that you decided you've got to turn pro?
1: I, I'd I already knew at that point I was turning pro. Right. Um it was just a case of going and like signing and seeing what the best deal and stuff was. And like Joe at this point there was there's Ian Wilson and the Sam at this point, um, and there's Alex Morrison. That's the three promoters in Scotland or three managers in Scotland. Alex was like getting on a bit, he was old. I used to go into the gym and he'd ask me like a story or he'd say, oh you go to school with my granddaughter or whatever and then the next day I'd come in and he'd ask me the same thing so I knew he was losing it a wee bit. Uh, type I, fight. I mean he's 80 odds so I always said to Joe like I don't like to go with Alex. His shows were starting to deteriorate a wee bit like it wasn't the same Alex that it used to be that was putting on big massive shows so I was like it needs to be Sam or Ian and Joe said to me you're better off going to Ian. I had a lot of difficulty at the start because. Like I said, I always keep my circle small, decide who my pals are, so I never had a load of pals, I never really done anything out with boxing, so I never had a group of fans or a fan base and, like, I grew up in Hamilton, I moved to the West End, then I moved to Bearsden, then we moved a couple of houses in Bearsden. I'd stayed in Greenwich for a bit, like, I'd just been moving about, so I never had I I like, so... Joe brought his whole life up in the gobbles. So, the whole gobbles and everybody around them knew him. So, he had a big, massive fan base. Easy to sell tickets, easy to uh, worked in different jobs. So, all the people for the jobs supporting them, buying tickets. Whereas, I couldn't sell tickets. I just couldn't do it. I just yeah. never knew anybody. I was young. None of my pals had jobs. Nobody could afford a ticket. So, it was like really hard at the start. So, Joe took me to see the guy Ian Wilson, he had St Andrew's Sporting Club, so that was more or less already sold out. I wasn't on a ticket deal as such where like MTK and Sam and stuff, you had to sell a certain amount of tickets, So, um at that time ticket deals was a big thing, like you get fifty percent of the tickets you sell, but I'd have sold about two hundred t- pounds worth of tickets, you know what I mean? Like a hundred pound of fight and stuff, mm-hmm. so it was just one of the ones. So got a good decent deal with Ian to begin with. And he started moving me forward, but the, the sacrifice of that was I was only fighting in the Radisson Blue on a Thursday night. Oh, nobody right. was, like, coming to see, I was selling, like, two tickets to my mum and dad, or three tickets to my mum and my dad and my uncle, and sometimes people would come, sometimes people wouldn't, and it was a dinner suit thing, so no, nobody my age wants to go and buy a dinner suit and wear uh, a fucking I tux, tux, tux and shit. Lots a lot of money with that. Aye, aye so it's like, you need to buy a dinner suit, then you need to buy a £100 ticket, and then you, they're offering you a five course meal but you just want to get on it and everybody's full of gear so they don't want to eat the five course <laughs> meal, you know what I mean? So it's like, it was just a hard, hard start and then I'm telling these guys how good I am and nobody wants to listen and I'm like, I don't want to fight journeyman, I don't want to fight, I'd rather get beat and know the level on it than fight journeyman and you can go back and watch any of my interviews for six years ago and you'll see me saying that every interview. It was good, but I don't want to fight the journeyman anymore. It was good, don't want to fight the journeyman. So I pushed for a Celtic title right early. And then Ian was like, nah, nah, no, no, no want it. Joe s- managed to sort it and set it up. And then right after that was Covid. So my contract with Ian was up. So it was like, right, who can offer me the best thing now? And he at the time had Cash Farouk, who was British champion as well. And he had a few other boys. So there was a lot of focus on Cash and. The guy Martin Harkins or Boris, the now, so I was like, Right, I'm no, I'm my own guy. I've achieved this, I've done this. And you want me to ride on the back of these guys? Like, I need my own route and stuff, but it was never coming. So it was like, Right, I'm going to need to find something else. So I went in and I just said to him face to face, I appreciate everything you've done for me. I've got two weeks left of my contract. If you can't find me anything good in the next two weeks with a decent promoter, I'm leaving. And I says, I've spoke with Sam and I've spoke with MTK, this is what they're offering me. So, I'm telling you, my cards are on the table right now, I need something along these lines or I need to leave. And he was like, no, no, it will be cool, I'll sort it, this, that and the next thing. Two weeks deadline came up, I was like, oh mate, I talked to him actually. maybe Eddie Hearn can put you on one show for a one fight and all that. And I'm like, mate, this is what I'm getting offered elsewhere you've done, you're not doing and you're like actively no doing it for me. <coughs> I just said to him, I'm letting you know to your face, I'm going to sign with Sam, type thing, and I went and signed with Sam, in my first fight in 18 months, after COVID and all that, I fought for the Commonwealth title, so, <coughs> it was the right decision.
0: Nah, no, definitely, definitely, why do you think he wasn't trying to go your own path at all, was it, jink? it was a ticket issue, I think that was
1: issue? Nah, thing? nah, just he, at the time, it was all about cash. Um, so he just had that kind of aye, a, a, a g- favoritism, itself, aye. Not it, no, a boy, no, kind aye, of. nothing, nothing against him at the time. Cash had, they had that big fight with Lee McGregor. It was massive in Scotland. Um, he signed with Eddie Hearn. Like, there was a lot of focus on him at the time, which is understandable because he was doing good things. So I, there's no like, not as if I was like, oh, this is because of him that i was not getting. In. And it was just, I'm my own man, and I knew that, and I knew I would get to where I am. So, I was saying to him, have cash, but sort me something as well. Like, uh, I'm not saying, ah, you can do both of you. Like, you can, we weren't the same way or anything. It wasn't as if it was a clash of, mm-hmm. like, oh, it can only be one of you. It's like, he uh, could have sorted me something as well. Like, he used a bit of pill that he had because he was dealing with Eddie Hearn at the time because of, cause of cash. So, it was easy enough to go, okay, I'll get you a free fight deal, but you need to perform for this and that. And it just never, and I gave him the opportunity. So, um. I went with Sam and I signed with a promotion called Fight Zone, which was like quite new. Uh-huh. And they they gave me the Commonwealth title, first title. Sam, we were traveling in the car to Sheffield to meet the guy for Fight Zone. Sam says to me, "Listen, you've no fought in eighteen months. You've never fought a twelve rounder. I'd never been past six rounds." And he's like, "Can you fight a twelve rounder for the Commonwealth?" And I was like, "Aye, obviously." Um, off your nut I was like get it sorted <laughs> in the car phoned the Commonwealth at the time and says let's get this sorted um, and then it happened and it was probably one of my favourite fights like it was in Hamilton of all places it was in Hamilton Hamilton Aki Stadium Funny how that returns mental back to the mate uh, mental back to it just started. and uh, loads of people came out and it was in Hamilton Aki Stadium open air during the summer and pure nice night like just good memorable night for me like um, it the guy that was meant to be topping the bill pulled out. I ended up topping the bill. No, yeah, one one by third round knockout against a guy who was like 27 and 2 with 25 knockouts, you know what I mean? So it was like a big heavy. Everyone was like. I
0: with
1: the I, everyone was like, you're never going to win this type thing. And I was like. were no, yeah, people actually cool. saying
0: that to you? Or was that. But it was just like. Just that was the kind <clears> of talk? No, it
1: was just the kind of talk because right. it was a big, meant to be a big step up. Right, right, right. But then the guy turned up and it was terrible, so. <coughs> I end up knocking him
0: out uh, it became your night man fucking well in see uh, it's, it's, when was the last fight before that did you say it was 18 months
1: aye so I'd fought for the Celtic title in 2019 and I think that must have been 2021 so maybe even over 18 months so what
0: were your thoughts getting into the fight for this Commonwealth title as you say it was a big step up the guy 25 knockouts it was a 12 rounder and it was it was a a big opportunity
1: Nothing, I just knew, I, w- I just was like, uh, the same kind of attitude I always had, as what it is, I'm gonna need to go and do 12 rounds and batter this guy and then, like, Joe's always reassured me of how I am, like, and he says it all the time in the gym to the other boys, he's like, you need to just look at him, he's just built different, if he's... I fought and I won the Commonwealth Games, so this, like, if anybody ever has injuries or anybody ever has illnesses and stuff, and he's like, oh, you need to look at Nathaniel or you need to do this and that, so I fought after I won the Commonwealth in Bolton, I defended the Commonwealth, and um, I punched the guy, they gave me, like, weird gloves, um, like horsehair gloves, so if you've got a proper padded glove, you can if you went and hit you, if you've got horsehair gloves, you can feel the knuckle on the skull, mm-hmm. and I, I swear to God, hit the guy with a jab. I felt my hand was broken and then I was like, right, I'm going to use my backhand. Hit the guy with the backhand and I thought that was broken as well. Comes back to the corner, round two. (coughs) Said to Joe, both my hands are broken. And he said, well, you better go and stop him then. Because if you don't, you've got ten rounds with broken hands. And I just battered the guy. And it took me, I stopped him in the ninth, knocked him out in the ninth round, but... I, all, every time I was just hitting them and I was like, felt like greeting because my hands were that sore. They had to cut the full glove off me and when my hands came out, it was like that somebody pumped air into my hands. I looked like a balloon. I just... Animal eye, just aye. both hands. So, he always says, like, he's never getting excuses, this and that. So, it was the same then. I was like, I need to do 12 rounds. I need to barter the guy. Mm. I always think the same thing. You kind of go out and speak into the world and say it in front of all these people, I'm dynamite and I'm going to be a world champion, and then get beat off at anybody. Uh-huh. uh-huh, But, fair enough if you get to world level, and you get beat off a world level guy, but you can't say, I'm world level, and then get beat off somebody less than world level. No. And it just doesn't work like that, so, every fight, I think that, if I'm not getting bit by a world class guy, I shouldn't be doing it, because, because, it goes back to the thing with my mum saying, if you can't beat people in Scotland, you're not going to beat people worldwide. Mm-hmm. If you can't beat people below world level, you're never going to be world level. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: And it's to- and <laughs> it goes back to that thing. It's saying it how it is. It's true. And that's what you kind of need people to be honest with you and say, listen, if you are to be world level, you need to beat world level. You can't be getting beat by anything less. And that's how champions are made. When you talk about you thought if your hands were broken, it would have been so easy. And you'd have, a lot of people would have been. Uh, justified and going like listen my hands are broken and what they thought their hands were broken the fight getting stopped but that's how champions are made That push through that aye. they push through that pain and uh, you've developed your mental fortitude to a, to a degree where you can push through that and that's what you're going to need to fight at world level because 100%. you hear that in so many fights you see it in like the UFC and that kind of thing I remember we've seen you are t- talking about that conversation with Joe I don't know do you watch much of uh, I like, uh, like the UFC aye So see George St-Pierre, I remember it was a clip I seen, I can't remember who he was fighting, and I think uh, during... At the end of one of the rounds, uh, when he was back at his corner, it was like to his coach. I've torn my groin, and his coach was like, happened with your groin? I don't care." <laughs> and it was like and, and it's quite, a, it's quite a famous moment when and that's George Saint Pierre talks about it. He's like, hey, "You need somebody that's not going like, to basically Aye, like give you sympathy because definitely. that sympathy's not going to keep you a champion."
1: Aye, for sure. I, I love stuff like that, and then even like this, the Leon Edwards hang there, and he's like, "You got to pull yourself through the fire." I know. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, mate, Leon. That was amazing. That mate. was like I watched that. All all the
0: time because <laughs> it keeps popping up because he was losing see, he was losing the fight in everybody's eyes right to the last moment's Key, I watched the fight the next day so I kind of seen it on Facebook I thought it had been photoshopped where Kamaru's been knocked out I was like way, he Aye, no way know know and uh see if I'd have watched that fight on telly like when it was on I'd have probably been like ah, pfft, I'd have probably missed knock like awkward like he's been beat even the commentators like it's funny like his nickname is Rocky because it was a pure Rocky-esque moment where even the commentators are like, ah, right, he's 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 getting bet by points and it or he's just keyed up and that, then boom, fucking knocked him out. But it just shows that's what you do need. You need somebody in your corner that is gonna fucking drill it into you and it's where that mutual respect is, like where it comes to like your Joe Hammer, Leon Edwards coach or GSP's coach, there's that mutual respect there, like when he says it aye. right, I'm fucking taking this on board.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: So where did it go for you after you had your Commonwealth fight? Did you say you defended <coughs>
1: that? Aye, so I, I had the Commonwealth fight. Um, I'd just signed with Fight Zone, a guy we called Dennis Hobson. Uh-huh. And it was the first kind of sniff anybody in Scotland was getting it being with a decent promotional company because I always say this, I've got a chip on my shoulder about it, but up here we're just totally nobody gives a shit. And that's my honest opinion. And... Got, I've said it to people down there, I've said it to Dennis Hobson and stuff, I've said it to when I've went down and getting different treatment, I'm like, it's because we're Scottish is it? And everybody's like, no, no, it's no because of that, but then you're like, well, these people are getting put in this hotel and we're getting put five mile away in a fucking travel lodge where... Bed bugs and shit, you know so what I mean? Does that shit sure. actually happen? With the Aye, Scottish major, major. Rate? I didn't realise it
0: was that bad, I do believe there is a certain fucking discrimination, but I did not realise it stretched that far. Aw, oh, mate. Bit, wait, are they actually like the um, English fighters in better hotels?
1: I was the A fighter, right? I was the co-main event on this card in Bolton. Me, Joe, Sam, the corner team have drove down. Everybody else has been put in the Bolton Whites hotel in the stadium. Sp- brand spanking, sparkling hotel. And then we get there and like, aye, we've got no rooms left, it's over, bit to know, that, get put back, five miles away in Bolton, in a pure, honestly, the most junky bit of Bolton ever, in a travel lodge, Joe's came in like at to my room, that, like going off his nut, I've just went in, there's a there's a beetle running about on my bed and stuff, <laughs> the guy Paige was lying in his bed, and I the key fob went, and my dude came into his room, and he's like, oh thought this was my room and all that and they both get fobs that are working for the one room and all that and it's just, <laughs> mate, mental. Um, and it was the first <laughs> night we arrived so we just had to stay there and it was f- pure shithole and I ended up going off my nut about it and Joe's like, you should be saying to him and I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm going to say him, pure hyped up. <laughs> get up to him and he's came up and shook my hand. I'm, I'm meant to be their fighter, the A-side fighter and the guy that I'm fighting staying in a pure fancy hotel, man, and I'm like, ah." mate, this guy's just a mad guy from Africa, came over to fight, and you've got me in a fucking travel lodge, like, I went, what's that all about? Is it because we're Scottish and that? And he's like, oh, no, it's not like that, we're just, and I'm like, I don't care if it's over, but you've got journeymen staying in here, pat one of them out to the travel lodge, not being a diva, but come on to fuck, I'm meant to be your fighter. Ah, and, eh, uh, mate, it was going off my nut, and I get, they ended up, somehow a room came free for that night, and I was like, aye, ah, very good, convenient, Um but it was just mental and I was like, happened a few times and then even when I won the British and I knocked the guy out, it was like over a week before any of the companies getting contact in regards to like signing me or whatever and I was like, mate, I'm not going to get signed here, just, I'm going to have to just keep fighting people on like shit shows to to prove my worth and it was like just, it's one of the ones, you I, I, I can go on and on about it, I'm grateful now because... I did get signed and I was recognised but it's just...
0: Nah, it's the journey to it. It's Aye. like you're not getting any special treatment and I find that, I use an example all the time, see, like, if you look at Josh Taylor, like, look like, probably the best boxer to come out of Scotland, like, the accolades he's yeah, they have been fucking nothing short of impressive. The media, don't bother their ass with him. It's like, imagine if he was English, he'd be fucking a superstar. Aye. He'd be
1: massive and it's like, you're like, ah, what the fuck? What do you Mate, need today? Guys undisputed, nobody, and no media channels covering it in the uk for his undisputed fight then he becomes undisputed and he gets a wee like segment on sky sports news for like two minutes and then it's like oh just josh taylor became undisputed by the way and (laughs) then i bought another news uh premier league and stuff and it's like pure no nobody cares at all and you're like this guy's one of the first to do it in the four belt era like or there's only eight people ever doing the last one was 10 years ago and nobody cares about it so it's Mate, don't get me wrong with Josh because he wasn't getting recognition but he was getting a tiny bit of recognition and then like stuff started going tits up on Twitter for him with stuff uh, and all uh, that yeah, and yeah, it yeah. made it worse for himself but uh-huh. before that it still wasn't like a thing like people go aye but he made it worse for himself and nobody likes him but it wasn't like that, before that it was a hero and stuff, you know what I mean? So uh, I know,
0: 100% man, <coughs> 100% so and that's the thing as well, you realise when a uh, you're starting to get like, media attention or attention for like south of the border as such when you start getting called British. Is that <laughs> no. they calling you British shit. no have they no 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 I don't think I, so mate, I think they did at that last fight you done they I, might have done I, I think they called you British I mean <laughs> that fucking bastard but it's like you're like right British that's a. Uh, that's when you know he's
1: doing well Or definitely you know definitely. he's doing well in fucking the media's eyes so, it's it's the Andy Murray thing all and over again but um,
0: it's British until you get beaten i know just in general I'm no saying you, you know? I mean I, I doubt you'll ever get beat but it's just that's what it's, it is it's like the Andy Murray effect I aye, aye about definitely
1: and um. Aye, so it's tough, tough that way. It's tough mentally there because you keep doing things right, you're doing everything right, beating everybody they put in front of you. You get one of you get the best belt in Britain domestically, and still people don't want to know you or see you or talk to you. Or it's like, ah, cool, he's, uh, we'll see what happens next to him type thing. Like Sky Sports and boxer were like, uh we'll see what happens with him type thing, and then. I messaged, I was watching a boxer show, and there was a featherweight on it, 14-0, and, and I went, I'll fight him next, I text Sam, Sam texted him, and they are like, aye, we'll, we'll see, we're like a mad smiley face, like a pure cheeky smiley face, and I was like, I'll tell you what, I'll never fight in a boxer show, wanks, and then, cool, bang, Usarovsky, nobody else interested, and it was like pure drawing blood out of a stone, try to get signed, uh, for someday, but... Ah, uh, because partly he
0: probably knows as well, you'd probably whip him that's probably partly oh no definitely I mean, they just De- go waggy? aye I mean? definitely
1: the The thing is like they know that if they bring me into the stable they have to put people against, against me uh-huh. in the stable and I'm going to do them so aye. that's what it is aye, you can <laughs> kind of see the Scottish guy that's it mass. that's you know it
0: I mean? so take it back your last fight you won in impressive fashion was it 24 seconds 24 seconds so tell us about that tell us about that experience tell us about that fight
1: aye it was good like I've been training from. I feel like some mad stuff goes on during my camp every time. Like, the last few times, obviously, Anna, my partner, was having a baby. F- time before that, we were moving into a new house. The, all the floors were ripped up to put in new pipes and stuff, and I was staying in my mum's garage. She's got a wee garage granny flat type thing, and I was mm. just living out there for a month. So, it was just loads of stuff's been happening. So, the last time was just a pure perfect case of, like, not too much went down type thing in the sense like i was very relaxed i was very chilled um i'm a big playstation player (laughs) so normally i'm not allowed the playstation at all in the house and and i brought the playstation she's like you can have the playstation for a couple of weeks while you're training, (laughs) because i know this is a big one for you and that's so that pure but i needed it because see if i don't have something to switch me off i'm all over the place like i'm thinking what's the boys doing at the gym uh, I was we were setting up a barber shop for the gym, um, to get a barber in, and like I was renovating it, middle of camp type thing, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" Um, and then so I've just got to I was doing online programs for people PT and that, so I had all this going on, and I was like, "You need to switch off." And she brought, she's like, right, "Here's your PlayStation," and then I was like, "Yeah, right, fuck the online programs, <laughs> fuck the gym, I'm sitting there, bash the PlayStation, go and train." do my stuff, come back, rest, train, play PlayStation, I was so everything went right nice and smoothly. Gets down to London, obviously I'm buzzing because it's my first one on BT Sports and I've been shouting for the opportunity, so I was a wee bit nervous as well because I'm telling everybody I'm shit hot, this and that, and then I'm like, oh crap, I'm on nationwide, worldwide telly, so I'm like, right, I need to actually show something, get down, do the press conference, do the weigh-in, like... Kind of won the press conference, battle the words and stuff. He was waffling and I got him, and everybody started trying to piss out of him and he became a bit of a meme. So right. I was like, gave me a wee bit of a boost. Done it, made the wait on the Thursday. Everything was cool. All the boys were down. So it was a right good experience, obviously. We've been, and then there's, there's a difference between like when you're with a promotion that know what they're doing and are mega and the money's not an issue because I was down hotel rooms, banging, sorted. Picked up for the airport, flights sorted, like, everything's cool, everything's running smooth, nothing was really, there was just no stress.
0: Uh-huh, no drama.
1: Way in done, any photos and stuff was sent to you right away, like, there was just, you didn't need to chase anybody for anything, so it was just, everything was just nice and perfect, and I thought, this is going a bit too good. Gets in, go to the venue on fight day. I, like I said, I'm a sponge, and I think, see if I take information in right away, so, we were about to go to the venue, so for about three hours I was watching, like, Southpaws doing different things and like, Terence Crawford, Javonta, like, and I'm like, so it's fresh in my head, like, these are the shots that work, this is what works, blah, blah, blah. Gets there, the York Hall, obviously is iconic, legendary boxing venue. All the balconies, people all round on the balconies, the ring's right there, it's like as if the people are right on top of you, and then hundreds of people, and it was just full of jippos, because... Dennis McCann was fighting, uh-huh. so all the gypsies are going nuts, and um, me and him have been getting on quite well fight week and messaging and all that before the fight, so all the gypsies are like, oh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, get up, son, <laughs> and I'm like ah, yeah, oi get up. <laughs> um, so it was good, and then gets in, mate, I swear to God, it was like 30 degrees, it was like fighting in a sauna. Gets up to the changing room, the changing rooms probably like see like a school changing room but a tiny one Uh and then there's one toilet and one shower and they're both in my changing room so everybody for every other changing room's coming in yours to use the toilet and use the shower and i'm like what is going on here the floor's salting because everybody's using the shower all all my people are in there and then it's like another guy in there sharing it and then there just wasn't any room to move it's roasting 30 degrees everything's going down and then like when you're getting ready you're only going to get a two minute warning so you need to be ready Um, So, I knew that the guy before me would probably stop his guy, so we were already warmed up and good to go and then, I don't know if you've seen my outfit, but it's a big furried arms on the jacket and put the mask on and that, so I'm sitting chilling, it is hot, but I'm like, it's not too hot, man. Boom, jacket goes on, I'm like, ah, shit, we need to get to the ring rapid, man, I'm sweating buckets, pure sweat pushing to my arms and everything, I'm up here walking to the ring, get me in here zipped it down good to go comes out touched him to the body and i knew i was like oh that wee jab hurt him to the body there and then i went like, bent down to throw the jab again because i knew he would have bit to it and when he bit to it i just whipped a hook over the top i felt it land clean but i didn't think i'd chin him like i just i felt it land really crisp and his head did like Mate, when you watch the video, everybody's saying that was a dive, there was no shot landed and all that, but if you watch a slow-mo, you can see, but his neck just goes, like, if his neck snapped, and then I I just felt him try to hold me right away, and because when he went to hold me, I just tried to step back and pull away, and that's when he fell, and I was like, i just done like a cool walk away, like, no arse, I was like, because I was like, he's definitely going to get back up, so just make it look cool, so I walked away, turned back round, when I turned back round, he was like wobbling all over the place, he hadn't even got back up yet, and I was like. It was waved off, and I was like, "Oft, didn't he know how to react?" And then I came back, and everyone's like, "Mate, blah blah blah." So everyone talking about me and talking about me, and like, "You're the best." How was that? You must be buzzing, blah blah blah. And I was like, "Are you joking, mate? I've just dieted for twelve weeks, trained my arse off, I'm trying to show something on telly, and I've only threw two punches or something." I was gutted. I was <laughs> like, that, ah, come on." fuck's oh, sake,
0: That's mate, what I was, I was like, gutted because I, I watched it in there and. It was literally when I first seen it, I'm like, uh, see, I think everybody was like uh, at first. What the fuck? I think you uh, what happened there, And then when you watch it back, I uh, you see him catching, I think I think it was just you caught him in the sweet spot. Uh, it was that- just
1: just one of the perfect punches. You'll probably never land that again, or you might only ever land that once more ever in your career or whatever. But it just happened to be like he stepped in and I've whipped it at the same time and it just Defo's am coming in at the same time and I never even put any power into it I just whipped it and it was just was one just of them it was just perfect technique it was just really quick I think aye. it was just so quick like it just caught him off guard caught him cold and that was it but like even the people my Anna and my mum and dad and that were in the front row and they were like m- we never seen it but when he hit the ground like they were just there face to face with him and he's like his eyes were gone All he right, just aye. didn't know where he was or anything and she's Anna says I've never seen anybody just fall <laughs> face first and like, nobody able to stop himself, he'd hit the aye, canvas and that, aye. and I'm like, <clears throat> Cause he oh had well. a bit of height
0: on you, But height was the guy,
1: mate, it says on his box rec, he was 5'10", he must have been about 6 foot, was I kid you not, up. he was How tall you? as fuck, fo- <laughs> like 5'6", or 5'7", five, seven. Five, seven, aye,
0: because right, he had a good height he on you, because I was thinking maybe, see, you hear a lot of fighters, see so try to make the weight, they cut that much weight, when they do go into the ring, they're that fucking drained, they just one hitting her down, Aye. so that's possibly, I, I would make sense to the fact, obviously it's a, a great punch in that, but that's probably how, when you get back up, you just put it all over the
1: gym, but it's, um, like I've seen him, he boxed on Sam's shows a lot up here, so something happened, we was promoted in England, and there was a big fallout, he came up to Scotland, and boxed a few times, I don't even know if we've boxed, on the same show or whatever, so I've met him a load of times, we've spoken that, And I'd never remember him being that tall man. So I was like, this guy's not that big, blah, 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 blah. Joe sparred him and all that. And I was like, so I knew a lot about him. And then when I seen him for the second time or when I re-seen him at the weigh-in or the press conference, I was like, this fucker's grew or something, man. He's massive. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? I just didn't think about it. I just was like, that's what it is, isn't it?
0: I know 100% no but it was it was a spectacular way it's like I know that's what I was going to ask about see doing that full fight can't then get in and ending so quick but at the same time as well it's it's a great fucking way to win when you're first kind of out what like a big channel like TNT Sports they call it no fuck knows why but anyway we all call it BT Sports on a big <laughs> channel a big platform like that how did uh, afterwards did you get much media attention after that that you were looking for was or, like- or do you feel it still kind of <clears> the same
1: it's still kind of, is a wee bit the same, like, I thought, like, there's been people went out, and had knockouts, and then, like, the followers jumped, something to like, tens of thousands, or whatever, and, everybody's on the hype, and stuff, and, that night, everybody was on the hype, but then, it just didn't pick up as much as I wanted it to, and I was like, if I had a show of a skill, and had a wee bit of a longer fight, then chinned them, uh-huh. maybe it would be better, like, people would be like, oh, he's this, he's that, but because it happened like that, instead of it being like a brilliant thing people like that was a dive much was he paid to dive <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> rabbit punch behind the back of the head and stuff and i'm Aye, like oh, what shit, are you just talking about like
0: Aye, it's just it's it's the internet it's what people say all the time it's like anybody could go and see when you win this spectacular fashion it's always oh he doesn't this and that just cunts are working they're cunts that's Aye. all they are <laughs> that's all they are man but at least when you go into your next fight you've got that kind of that momentum behind you. like this is how he won his last fight so definitely that should put a merrier spotlight on you for people to see you perform. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, when was it? See, why do you wear the mask? What is the meaning behind that?
1: It just came about a weird way. So, when I turned pro, I thought, like, I'm no se- I am don't sell any tickets. I've no got, like, that big a fan base. What can I do to have, like, a thing that people remember me about? Um. So, I was like, put something on Instagram stories or oh, what should my professional nickname be? Blah, blah, blah. And you guys said, oh, the nightmare. Um. And I was like, yeah, I like that, but and at the time I actually worked with Joe doing like um like industrial like I was doing different things, pressure washing, window cleaning and shit like that. So um he was like, I yeah, you should commit with a mask and all that and that would be cool, commit to Friday the thirteenth and just something that people remember you by and I was like, yeah, I like that, man, I'm gonna think that'll be something different and cool. Nobody was ever doing that at the time. I done it a few times and then Deontay, I know obviously it wasn't because of me but Deontay Wilder done it and then cause Deontay Wilder done it, loads of people started doing it and I was like, Neb they came out in masks before me then they like you're doing it. Wilder I it. I know, I was raging with it and then um So it just became a thing like if you go to a fight you always remember the guy that came out with a mask. You might not remember his name but you remember, Oh, it was this guy that came out with a mask and if he boxed well you're like, Oh, this guy boxed well and maybe they look it up and whatever. So it was just more of like a marketing tool to uh-huh. get a thing and then as it's went on it's always been a thing and then um i started changing from i used to do like the hockey mask to like a samurai mask uh-huh. i don't know i just like i'm very like i like reasons behind things so see like the samurai thing i like like you're going out to battle samurais are always like loading all about pride and dying by the sword and it was just a hang wave for me where I was like, this is pure cool and mm-hmm. I just liked it. And then also, I always have a bit a thing where like you're in the zone, but you're not fully switched on. And then when the mask goes on, it's a different like, okay, now it is time we're walking into the ring. So just switch on type uh, things. So it's I, just as if that. Because
0: f- that's what I was going to ask. Did you feel that helps you kind of develop a persona? Or like, like when Deontay Wilder, he calls it, is it the Dark Destroyer or something? I, is that his thing? it was Nigel Don't Benz know, that aye. was his nickname but the only get this thing where he puts, aye, on, he puts the, on the so. big foot the 30 pound cape or whatever the fuck it is that makes him lose fights and he says aye it's a fucking He adopts the persona and once you put it on so that's what it does for you you kind of adopt aye, that mantra something right I'm like, going to battle
1: because
0: it reminds you where you are it's like teen acting they've got actors have got a thing called tics so you what like, like kind of like method actors as such like they They've got like a wee thing those day It was like Christian Bales in a film and uh, it might have been the big shot and his character It might be the big shot. It was something mad fucking film he was in and uh, I don't think it was a big shot anyway. It was a film he was in and his character always done that with his dresses, and it, it's called A Tick because when you do that, it brings you back to that character you're playing. So, you know what I'm talking about? Aye. So it's it's Aye. almost like a kind of similar no, definitely. thing. Definitely. So, if I could ask, name one person above everybody doesn't it need to be a boxer anybody do you'd want to batter in the ring who would it be anybody
1: oh no mate this is, <laughs> I swear to, to god I went answer. on another I went on another podcast interview type thing a wee while ago and they asked me if you could barter any celebrity, what celebrity would you barter? And I swear to God, I couldn't even hanky a celebrity. Never mind who I'd batter, like I just couldn't hanky a celebrity. You know you've got to tell me you thought of an answer. I've no, I've you. no, know, oh, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't, don't even know. Does it have to be a celebrity? No, it
0: could end it. It could be your fucking old boss or something like that. Uh, anybody? Mate, this is
1: a bad question to ask me. Like I say, I don't even like fighting. I don't even care that much. I wouldn't no, no, butt- you I don't, don't know, i just love to whack. you a 24 second punch, then, huh? Honestly, can I think who I'd like to just butter. I am sure we'll Don't come know. back I'm to sorry. that question. I'm sure somebody will let find it in here. that pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, what has been the highlight of your career so far? Um, That is a tough one because obviously winning the British is a big, big, massive highlight of the career but that last one there was live on telly seen by everyone like, big talking point like probably one of the ones you'll never do something like that again first punch, you know what I mean so uh, it has to be that probably I know you couldn't have performed
0: in a better fashion see for the the platform you were on Look, going and knocking somebody out in 24 seconds like aye no I mean if anybody done that like a fucking a, a heavyweight a champion done that or anybody it'd be fucking that's, everywhere
1: that's the big, biggest thing ever since it's, it's what did.
0: everybody wants today. Do. who doesn't want to go into a box like, no I don't want to knock him first punch nah I punch. <laughs> it's like uh, everybody would do it if they could so I, it's a spectacular way to perform
1: I was saying as well like oh, I'm going to definitely do this guy it's funny like there I've been a few fights I've had a dream like either in the week before the fight or the day before the fight, I would have had a dream about knocking the person out and how I would knock them out. This fight I had a dream. I was like, I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to knock him out. wasn't the right shot that knocked him out, but I had a dream that I was going to knock him out, but with a one-punch knockout. I was talking to somebody about it. might have been Joe Jr. or Reagan or something, we were out a walk, while we were down in London. I was like, I'm going to stop this guy. I've had a dream. I can feel it. Like, And they were like, nah, like, when have you ever knocked somebody out one punch? Which I don't, I always just, it's an accumulation of punches or, like, the last guy I did knock him out with one punch or a body shot, but I've never just chinned somebody to the head and I was like, nah, but. I've got a feeling this time and they're like oh whatever and then the day before it we're all sitting in the room they're all on Skybet, bet bet three six five, five like wait what are you gonna date and when are you gonna do it <laughs> putting on bets on me I'm like mate I'm sitting right here I'm about to fight you I'm already nervous enough and they're all putting heavy dough on me man I'm oh, like ah, uh, cool and I was like honestly I'm gonna knock them out and they were like great right, cool whatever but the odds for me to knock him out to points was different. So, somebody put on, like, a good film, and bat money on points, bat money on, like, round nine, a bit of money on this. And I was like, nah. There's going to just be an early round where I just can catch him and that. But I never thought it would have been the first punch, but it was weird. Like, I'd had a dream about it and stuff, so. Did anybody put on money for the first round? Uh, people all mailed me, like, I've won a fortune on you. I was in Nando's, yes, just- what day is it today? was Seriously, it Nando's two days ago for the way in Ricky Bunswell and then the boys were weighing in uh, Josh and Jack and uh, we went in Andos, and one of the, these guys came up to me he's like ah, mate oh mate pure shake my hand I won money on you but I won an absolute fortune on you by the way and I was like ah, oh nice one bro good like but I'm still like that guy <laughs> that's... <been> Andos anyway. <laughs> that's what I was thinking he's a tenner <laughs> uh, I'm still like kind of nervous way where I don't think I'm in or I... I'll never i him anybody I'll mm-hmm. never above my pay grade you know what I mean like I fought on the Friday, done that, was down, it was a big deal to people, and I still don't think I'm a big deal to people, I think I'm just a guy doing what I like today, uh, and that's humble. it, and then I go back to the gym on Monday, I'll do pads with the boys, train the boys how to box, like, we've got a club and that, uh, like, I'm just back to just normal, date on Monday, it's back to, I'm sparring again on Monday, and just everyone's like, what are you doing, like, why are you back in the gym, you should be enjoying yourself, that was amazing, I'm like... Now, this is what I like to do, to enjoy myself, I like to go into the gym, I'm sociable, I like to see people and, and they're like, I can't believe you're in, let's get a photo and all that. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, you see me every week, I'm in all the time, you see me every week and they're like, as if it was something different, but it's just people feel that way for you or about you, I like, can't believe that you're doing something, not that they're not, but not that anybody they would I know is doing, like, so I was like, oft, and then people it's just weird I just feel weird about it and I don't know how to react to it if you
0: have any more performances
1: like you did your last one mate I would get used to it I don't know I don't know if I'll ever get used to it or how to get used to it Um, me and my missus and her dad went out um, for something to eat and we were walking through town and we went into foot asylum and a wee guy stopped and asked me for a photo and her dad was going like what is going on here like I can't believe that and everything like I'm out. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, people are asking you for photos, and I was like, I, I know, but it's just obviously he must just be a wee boxer or anti boxing or something. And it's like, no, that after my hand. And he's like, no, you're a proper like <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> you're know you. <laughs> in I, I don't know. I just didn't know. He couldn't believe it. It was just funny, but um, I know
0: that's class, mate. That's the thing. But it's like you, you get that 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 kind of that kind of reward side for because it's it's showing that kind of validation where people are seeing you perform well and. Cause you're Scottish as well, you're going down to England. You're on a lot of, kind of it's a worldwide platform. BT Sports has watched all the other world. It's massive, and to go and win in the fashion you did, obviously you've got the belt sitting next to you. You're, you're showing people for Scotland that you not know, I mean we can we can do well. That's what a lot of people find Aye. is that a lot of people see Scotland such a small country, and we get tell, "He's can't kind of do this, he's can't kind of do that." You just get pure, as you say, you get that discrimination kind of thing. So when somebody starts doing well, it's like a kind of a hometown
1: nation fucking pride nation behind you it's actually mental because it's been so different like when I first started it was so hard to get people behind me and then I started getting a bit better a bit better I got the Commonwealth and I thought oh people definitely getting bored with it now like I'll have a big following so on and so forth and it was still hard to get people behind me and people are like aye we like we love what you're doing and they'd say they say the words they don't show the actions, they, they're not going to buy a ticket, they're not going to hang you, like, they're not going to get their house to come see you type things, so then I was still struggling, still struggling, and then I've honestly found it so hard because I'm out here saying to all these English people and promoters and blah, blah, blah like, you just don't give Scotland a chance, you just don't give us a chance, and I feel like people in Scotland don't give themselves a chance because promoters and stuff would come to Scotland if the people for Scotland turned up and showed up, and nah, they, nah, were, they right. were like, I, after that fight there, everybody wanted to message me like, oh, proud of you, brother, proud of you, you're doing this and that for us and and I'm like, mate, you've never messaged me in your life, I don't know you, where were you five or fights ago or maybe you've just heard me, that's fine but you're acting as if you know me or you're acting as if you've known me for three fights now, like you've never bought a ticket or said you're going to buy a ticket, you know what I mean, so, and that's not me being like, okay, I don't want your support now, I do, I do want your support but you need to get behind your own type thing. Like, Aye. how you can't expect people to come up to Scotland and shows to come back to Scotland but you wouldn't buy a ticket but when they come up here you're like, oh, I'm major proud that the fan who's bringing shows to Scotland. Well, turn up, buy the ticket. See, it's like, when your pals got a business and you don't go but you're like, I'm proud you, get your business and but, but I'm going to go to so-and-so for my shit instead of Aye, no 100% I
0: mean? 100% and it's that thing as well it's like it's trying to jump on the hot ticket and it kind of thing Aye. no saying that, of you, but that that kind of euphemism Not I mean? but it's where cause you've been on BT sport you win the fashion you've done it so everybody's to get involved but on as board. you say where were these people before i have been performing well for X amount of years 100%, 100%. Uh, so 100%. Can I can imagine there is a part that feels it's, like it?
1: it's, and it's like I have been perfor- I said this to whoever I was talking to about. I was like I've been performing it's not as if this has just happened, I've been performing, I've performed every fight, I've trained the same every fight and I've performed the same every fight and I get it, like, um, I'm no nobody The now and I'm just small so you might only have just been hearing about me and that's fine, that's fine but if you just heard about me and you want to jump on the bandwagon, jump on the bandwagon but fully jump on the bandwagon uh. with follow me, share my stuff, share my posts, Let's bring them up to Scotland because no, Frank one's not looking at us thinking, okay, he's only got 5,000 followers so I can't bring a show to the Hydro because aye, the aye. max that's turning up 5,000 or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need the people to just fully, like either, if you hate me or love me, whatever, buy a ticket, turn in, get on board, share the stuff, you know, because that's the only way it happens and I always think about Ricky Buns, man. I remember being a young guy and you go to Ricky Bunn shows and they were packed to the to the brim and then oh, everybody would be at the bar till Ricky came on and that's cool but it's like everybody was there for Ricky and it was a big massive nights and everybody, I always remember it and like all the young boxers will always remember, same as like we've not had the chance to do that with Josh Taylor because he's been fighting away You've but there's a chance here that we could come back up and do something and... Scottish people will get the recognition and the other Scottish boxers can get on their shows, you know?
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh, 100%, 100%. Do you think it's, a lot it's today we see some fighters, let you, they say that thing, like, an overnight success happened after 10 years of hard work. Like, the likes uh people are just kind of starting to notice you now. You've put in all these years of hard work, but you find that with a lot of people. It's like, maybe you look at, it, like, I don't know, like, in England, maybe it's different where they'll try and give people a certain push, but do you think you're just finally getting your recognition? Like at that point, it's just the beginning of it, whereas did Ricky Burns always have that recognition or was it when he became world <coughs> champion and that? That's when they Aye, started getting the, the Scottish nation behind him?
1: Valid question, and I don't know, but he probably... Probably, I don't know. I was maybe too young, but I always just remember him being about. But aye, I can see, honest, just, he was
0: always like a pure. I always remember of. I didn't watch many of his fights, but I always knew him. It was like a public. I was just a public.
1: Yeah, that's it, and it's like, I don't know, and but to me, it even like not even just talking about Joe Blogs off the street, but I came up the road. I've got this achievement, um, done it in dramatic fashion. Nobody else in Scotland's on the platform I'm on doing what I'm doing. There now and like. I never really get a call for the papers, I never get BBC or STV or any news outlet saying oh do you want to come and talk about this or we'll put a wee bit of this on the news for you or any radio or anybody, so it's not just as if Joe Bloggs hasn't done it, it's like nobody's covering it nobody cares Like, aye. and it's still that chip on my shoulder of, like, no, it can be, I imagine what's like what's happening here
0: I imagine it's frustrating because you put in all the years of work and especially and you're performing really well there's like surely like right what the fuck do you use no notice this shit aye uh, so, but I, I would feel the exact same I do feel the exact same you and know, I've <laughs> even accomplished anything that you've accomplished but what's premeditated part? <laughs> I remember that <laughs> <when> I <it>. remember <laughs> that when you're famous you <laughs> get the world title shout out premeditated part. I'm talking about so right, for now on, have you got your next fight booked yet? you got your next opponent uh, in
1: the Just waiting on TNT giving dates um, at the moment. Uh, I don't know how it works. I think they book out a certain amount of dates to a certain date and then after that they need to book out other ones. And right. um, So they'll come up with a list of dates and send it to Sam. Sam will send it to me and then they'll pick an opponent. and I want to fight for the European title next um, but I, I don't know how it works. I don't know. Mm. If you need to pay for something to come over, be a mandatory, what the script is. So uh-huh. just see what the next move is, really. I don't really care. I'll fight anybody. Ah, uh, just take whoever's in front of you. Aye. Who's,
0: who's the, who holds the European title currently? Uh,
1: a, an Italian guy. Um, Just a ra- mad random Italian guy. He's pretty strong, pretty good. Mm. Would be a big step up and a big test. So um, it's one of the ones that you beat him, people start seeing, right, your world level. Aye, aye. aye that's when it starts going global. <laughs>
0: aye. such... 100%, 100%, and hopefully it's no too far after fee because, surely, there's got to be a promoter that's get fucking pound signs in his eyes after that last knockout that because that's a lot of them do, which is fair enough, you're running a business, you need to pay fighters, you need to put arses in seats, so, Aye. it's a shame, you see a lot of fighters because they sell tickets, and it's not a shame. It's good for them, but Aye. it's a shame the people with the talent, like yourself, they're getting maybe they're not getting the same opportunities just purely because a ticket um, sales, tickets. But that's just the way the world does is now, and it? it's well, like, it's
1: good because um, obviously I'm signed now to Frank Warren in Queensbury. So mm-hmm. after he's he doesn't normally get up and get involved with the fighters apart from like he was involved with Daniel Dubois there for the Usyk fight and he's involved with Big Fury and stuff, so that's when he gets in the camera and stuff, but he doesn't normally get up, so after that when he came round, and he was in my interview, and talking, and like, hopefully he's seen the pound signs there, where like, we've got a market in Scotland here, we can tap into, so I just said to him like, get shows up to Scotland, bring them, so hopefully, hopefully they take it on board.
0: Because yeah, it might be the start of that thing, where the show's in Scotland, you see Scotland really getting behind its fighters, and then it gives people that, that inspiration, like young people, are uh, wait, I can actually do this. Definitely. That way we all actually support each other because in Scotland it's a pure negative attitude. We eating you try and pursue something you're passionate about, you laugh at it fucking kinda of do that and all that shit. It's just this pure negative shit mentality for the most part, man. It's terrible. We should for such a small country, man, and we're small, but we there's fucking about five million people in Scotland or something. A fucking lot of people would get behind you.
1: Hundred percent.
0: We're the only people in the world that understand each other you no, I'm talking about I, I know you're, like, you're not yourself going out of the world trying to talk Australian at, like, I can't just look at you like you're <laughs> alien man and you kind of the way we speak Like, I think about it every time I open my mouth I'm like how did that even become for the English translation to this how the fuck did that occur but I love it man I, love, it. I love the individuality the un- uniqueness of it What I'm talking about I know what you're talking about so what's the plans for now then? And up until the fight? What is it you've got your own gym and that haven't you? So Aye. is it just in the PT stuff So see after that fight, what do you do? Do you chill out or do you just get right back to it?
1: Eh it's, it's one of the ones like just before I used to be right back on it and heavy, no chill, no nothing. Um now that I've got a wee family and my daughter and stuff, I I've kinda like eased off like I would normally be in the gym, back doing all the classes, doing PTs. I've got a good group of boys in there that they with it in the now, so I've not, like, honours of stress to get back in and start doing stuff. Um, and I like the odd one-to-one here and there. And surprisingly, there's no, like, that much demand to come in and train with me, which I'm, I'm not bothered about because I've got the people that, like, know me and like and want to come in and do a bit. And it's good and it's easy going, so... Um, I'm like it's no stress um, I'm going to Israel next Saturday uh, of all places No, what's happening in Israel? randomly, randomly uh, <laughs> one of my mates he's Israeli he's getting married oh, um, yeah, is he went to school with him and you have to do national service to to be Israeli keep your Israeli citizenship so you have to yeah. go and join the army I three yeah. years so he moved and never came back but he's came back a few times to see see the baby and that so we got an invite and me and my missus have never been on holiday together i've not been on holiday since before covid so uh, um yeah. i just thought you know what i've had this fight i'll book it um see where it goes and get go and have a holiday so we're taking the wee one away um Aye, I'm nervous because I've not been on holiday in ages. I'm oh, more no, nervous for that.
0: Definitely, it's not as if you've got to fucking Tenerife or Nagorno-Karabakh. I've got to Israel. I don't Aye. know, I don't know how many people would go to Israel with the kind of what the, the tourist fucking economy's like, man. It's
1: mate, it's mental because I was mentioning, like, what's it like, kind of thing. And I was like, because in my head, I just thought it would be dusty, like a mad, dusty old it's Bible that old city. That <laughs> That's what you would think, mate. See if you Google Tel Aviv where we're going, it's one of the most modern cities, like legit, one of the most modern cities in the world and it's like a pure tourist destination it, and, eh? and it's all skyscrapers time, and...
0: Ah, but I've never actually. So it's because like, everybody just wants to say Dubai, Ibiza, Aye. fucking Amsterdam, it's like, nothing about Israel. I mean, As- is these the kind of places that are the best ones to go. It's these Aye kind I of did. fucking unknown spots but you say unknown, it's probably very popular but but what, go uh, Glaswegians. I Aye, don't know. Does a lot of Glaswegians go there? I doubt no? it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody uh, just uh, gets mental into it. The, everyone I'm saying is like, fuck are you going there for? I'm like, I don't know. Just Aye, can you seen Israel?
0: I was like, right, is he gone on a fucking pilgrimage or
1: <laughs> Going to re find my uh, religious <laughs> Beginnings. <laughs> an so I'm looking forward to that. It's the first holiday in a while. It'll be a good kind of time to just take off a bit of heat and stress and whatever and um, like I don't spend that, I don't get to spend that much time with my family in camp so this we period here we've been out doing holiday shopping together, taking the weighing out, going wee walks and it's just something different, I think people don't realise that, they're just like oh you must, you're always in the house, you're always doing this and you're always doing that and I'm like no, no, I don't see the way and Anna deals with the weighing all the time like. She had the baby and I was in camp for four weeks. I never seen the wind for the first month of her life type thing, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's, it's just all day, like I'll get to see her in the morning, I'll get to see her at night and then anything in, in between is a bonus and then that's in camp and then the now it's just like a lot of family time stuff. because
0: so. People don't realise that side that when you're in camp, there's a lot of sacrifice and especially family times are a big one and people need to be patient, especially obviously a missus and that, they need to kind of understand that's what it takes and it's a, it's a big thing with distraction because becoming a da I imagine I'm not a, a da at all but I hear it humbles people and having you need to go into a fight you need to begin with that killing kill an instinct and you've got your wee one there and that kind of thing Aye, it's, it's it kind would it it feels if it would soften you up a bit too much if you I if don't know it's like just fight before like, ah, so close.
1: see to be fair like somebody asked me when I first had when we first had the baby I was just changed everything and I was like no, really, she doesn't do anything. She's just like a wee potato. She's just lying there, <laughs> man. Like, so, isn't it? Like, and then see now that she's a couple of months in, she started getting a character a personality. Uh, now she's crawling about and saying, Dada, and hanging. I'm like, oh, man, I'm killing people for this. Like, so as as I think it's the opposite of making me softer. It's like, I've got something to fight for. Like, uh, I want yeah. to just pay my house off, make sure her life easiest, But because I never had that, like, we moved to. Everyone else thinks, oh, you're for Bears Den, you must have been minted, this and that. We never had. We moved. My mum and dad done up houses and then spent all the money getting to Bears Den and then never had any money. So I was like, the Jacob Bears Den? No, the Jacob Bears Den. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie, but. No, I mean, player. like, it wasn't like. I imagine <laughs> I, that was your the boss Jake, <laughs> Nathaniel, the Jacob Bears Den comments. <laughs> 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 no, like that, but no, like, everybody else in Bears Den is a loaded, loaded. I know, it's My mum and dad up, moved man. there to get the best education type thing so uh-huh. it wasn't like we went up there and we've got all sorts of money I was always struggling to get by type thing like everybody got everything they needed type but I've got a wee brother and sister so it was all about them getting what they needed and so on and so forth and I was a man at the point so it's make your own ways you know what I mean uh-huh. so it was like I've never had money so I want to make sure like I can pay my house off quick get the baby the easiest life she can have like don't worry about bills don't worry about this you know, you're cool, the stress isn't there and you can we can just focus all our time on you growing up, you know? Aye,
0: 100%, because it removes the burdens a lot of people find in early parenthood because you, you've got a, a, another mouth to feed and you've got so many bills and that kind of thing. You find a lot of people like that, right, who just need to knuckle down and uh, get it paid. So, see, it's, if you can remove the burden of paying half a house, then you've got a solid base. You're never going to go homeless. Aye. That's one thing and the wee one is going to have something like a place to call home forever. So it's doing that, and it's 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 good, it's, it's having responsibility as well to that point where you're responsible for a life other than your own. It makes you realise, right, what's important, what do I need to focus on? And it's Aye. probably the perfect thing you need at this point in your career because although you've achieved quite a lot, there's still so much more you want to achieve. So you're at that point, like, right, it's giving you extra motivation. Aye.
1: It's funny because last time I was like, I've been boxing for 12 years nearly, you know what I mean? So last fight I was finding it hard to be motivated or to think like man, I've been doing this for so long I can't be arsed anymore it's so hard like I just it's just hard Aye. Um, and I'm like that's just, wait I'm just this is a pain in the arse and then obviously you go in and when you're weighed in and everything you're, it's diff- you feel different but for the whole time you're just like man this has been a long road this is a hard road like is it going to get easier is it going to get easier what am I doing this for type thing and then you're going to have a performance like that, it changes your mindset again. But I was needing that plus ex- external motivation to just keep me going because I, w- at some, I was just like, as well just chucking this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Ah, it's stupid. It's just the you just get, the get, stupid stupid thoughts. you oh. get stupid thoughts, but you're just like, i are as well just chucking this. But it's funny.
0: Uh, and then the wee one comes along and gives you that newfound inspiration. Aye, definitely. Funny how so, life works out there, you
1: Aye, it's good. It's good. It's just... You can't explain it and you, you never will be able to explain it, but it's just, there's other things there and other, like, I don't want my missus to work, I just don't want her to work, I want her to have as much time with the wee one, like, she's supported me so much in my camps, like, dinners, dinners there when I come in, washing, I, I've got honours and honours of washings, so always washed, everything's piled up, sorted, folded, there you go, that's your clothes for the morrow, that's this for the morrow, or oh, the wee one's crying, I'll take her away so you can get sleep, blah 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 blah. Like, they, no, I could never ask somebody to do that and she just does it. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. even when, like, before we had the baby, she would get me up in the morning, Right, we're going running, I'm going to cycle with you while you're running. So, like, she's oh, really? That's mega, like, That's mega. Me- like, that was mega, big like, part of her stuff when, before the baby came along, the baby came along, it changed everything and then she's just managed to be just good with things. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I've bought the baby a wee thing that she can go on the bike. So, me and her go on the bike and you can run and stuff and we'll just come out and it's like pure nutting phases her and obviously I'm annoying so she gets raging sometimes or I just do stupid stuff but it's like she I, I always what and feel like great I need to train hard because she's doing this for me so yeah. I wouldn't be letting myself down I'd be letting her down if by letting people down if you don't go out and continue performing and continue doing this and that so you know what I mean
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: whereas sometimes people think oh you get got a away and that's pure distractions but isn't it it's just more fire day, yeah, it's just more fire to the, more uh, fuel to the fire you uh, know that's
0: brilliant man that's amazing it's, it's really great at this point that you've got something like that to kind of propel you towards a uh, further greatness so when you eventually day hang up the gloves what do you want to achieve in boxing
1: I know this is going to sound funny because everyone always goes, oh, world champion this and that. Honestly, see if I made enough money to just pay my house off or buy a better house and a wee bit of land and just, I knew that I was going to live comfortably, I'd probably hang the gloves up, like, after a loss because to me it's not about world titles, to me it's about securing my future. Mm. The best way to secure your future is be a world champion, but... If I was going to go, if I if I get three or four fights down the line and I was financially secure and then on my fifth fight I get chinned, I'd just hang up. Really? Aye. I'd just hang up. Because I, one, I don't want any of my family, my mum, my dad, my missus, to see me getting knocked out or chinned or hurt dramatically. So, if I, if that ever happened, I would seriously question if I'd box again. Um, And two... I want to have my facilities and faculties intact for the rest of my life, you know what I mean? So Aye. why fight on further than you need to fight on?
0: Aye, no, totally, man, because you see a lot of people that fight on past that point and it becomes a point of no return. It's like it can become life-changing, see, if you get that point, because when people get knocked out and fucking touch, touch wood. wood that <laughs> does happen to you, but you see when people get knocked out, they're mayor. I'm more prone to it, and you see people they get that kind of they freeze like Tyrone Woodley. He Aye. started becoming like, he was a, a great fighter, then he just it's like something him died after getting like living you get knocked That's out, it's just like, that fear because it's like I can get fucking knocked here, I can get knocked out, and it's happened
1: frequently recently like with loads of boxers getting chinned, slept, sleeping, and then next time they come in and it should be a winnable fight or they should have at least a good competitive fight, and they get chinned again, and you're like. I don't know, I just don't, I don't like to get chinned once, never mind. I don't think I'll ever get chinned, touch wood, that never happens to me, like you said. Um, thank God, I've been hit with some clean shots and I've never wobbled, never nothing, like never been troubled, so I know I've got a rock solid chin, but anything can happen in this. And I said that to my missus, I says, I'm getting to a level now, anything could happen, so just be prepared that you might see me get slapped once. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> But um, it could could happen to anybody.
0: No, oh, definitely. Some of the best in the world have been fucking knocked out and, and came back fit. But it's it's funny you say that. It's like the the biggest thing isn't it? the accolades because you always find that with boxers. It Aye. is that,
1: that case. People boxers think that they need to have this thing where they're like, oh, I've dreamt about nothing other than being world champion. Why? Who gives a shit? You get people who have never achieved world champion who are financially secure. Might not be millionaires, but get paid 500 grand or 900 grand or whatever for a fight, and then they've managed to buy themselves a house outright or build themselves a house on a bit of land, start a business, and then the rest of their life they're set because they've started their own business, they've invested cleverly, and then the family's life they've paid off. Like, the wins can do whatever they want anyway. Uh-huh. And it's not through boxing, it's through whatever you've invested in out with that. Uh-huh. But I think a lot of boxers are not switched on enough to think, okay, brr, I, can, I can invest after boxing or as soon as they get the money because they've never had it, they just spunk it right away type thing. So, um, I'm pretty clear. And that's not, it's not me saying, that okay, tomorrow I'm going to have a super fight and I make a million pound and I win it. Uh-huh. Obviously, I'm no hanging up the gloves because I've won it. I'm financially secure, but it's no the, at that point. It's not about financial security at that point. Maybe then my mindset changes to okay, my house is paid off. Everybody's cool. Everybody's looked after for the next five year. Okay, now it's about being a world champion. Uh-huh. Know what I mean? But aye, it just the, the 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 world champion thing. People say that because being a world champion comes with money.
0: Uh-huh. I suppose I suppose it's synonymous, and it. Like, you're a world champion. I aye, that you have made it in both respects. Aye if so, somebody
1: turned round to you the morning and said right you can be a world champion and I'll pay you 500 grand or you can fight Jake Paul and I'll pay you 5 million you're fighting Jake Paul aye, aye fuck the a, world title
0: aye I know I know it's the 5 million because you can go and get the 5 million and then go and get the world title 100% but you can't go and get the world you might not be able to get the world title and go fight and Jake Paul probably well, could but aye it's like one opportunity you're like that, right one's always maybe going to be there if I'm still performing definitely oh, totally man Did you take the Jake Paul fight? aye <laughs> would you batter him shite. You aye. He's aye, really
1: Yeah, I'd him.
0: Aye, I wonder I wonder if that's I'm hung up my gloves because it was fucking Nate Diaz did fucking give him a good fight man but I wonder who's I don't really fucking I, I pure like that, what a shite this and that then I go and watch it aye, everybody, I do still go know. on to see it but it's, I think with the fights they're all exhibitions they're not looking to fucking aye. knock each other out aye. maybe if one happens maybe but I don't think they're fucking looking it was like the Mayweather and McGregor fighting Oh, they talk about it as if it's like this, the two fucking, the clash of the fucking titans, you like Aye.
1: It's a fucking pair of YouTubers, man, fuck up. Aye. Yeah, I it. Even the Mayweather-McGregor one, everyone always goes, aye, McGregor took him ten rounds and done this and that, and you're like, May- Mayweather could have stopped him at any point he aye, wanted he to, you know what I mean? If he wanted to do it, no, they done it for the money, let it continue. Aye, because
0: <laughs> they like, people the money's worth, not I mean? And people haven't got to pay all that money, then he fucking does him in the first round. Aye. So he could have easily done it, man but anyway man it's been an absolute beautiful podcast mate. I've really enjoyed it with you man thank fact, you Some, something question. a bit different yeah. I know it's very different mate. And, mate the fact you broke the belts it was my request that you brought the belts in case Andy's wondering if you kick about with two suitcases and with fucking <laughs> belts well, I mean came down to govern with him man It's a fucking brave guy but no mate I, I really look forward to seeing what happens next week your career man and I uh, thank you for joining us the premeditated Pater Puffy but anyway Nathaniel Collins people get behind him support the man like subscribe and don't get wide catches. <laughs> at